Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Draft Show. I'm your host, Travis Mangone, and we're five minutes late, and, uh, you know, it's a little unfortunate, but I'm blaming Dean for this one, and Grant, am I right about this? Is this one's Dean's fault for us being late today? It's always Dean's fault. He, that, that, that guy, that guy, has to talk to Devin for 25 minutes, an hour and a half before his show. I don't understand that, Dean fella. Yeah, D- Dean is always causing some kind of trouble. Figure we blame him to start off the show. I the best way to start out a Friday here on Grinders Live. Happy to have you guys with us. Happy to have you doing some drafts. Uh, it's a fun time. If you haven't headed on, head on, on over to draft, head on over there, guys. I believe the promo code is Grinders30. Sign up there uh, and get in on these drafts. We're gonna run. We're, we're gonna run some drafts throughout these shows. Uh, if you haven't done them before, we kind of make some ten man drafts. I post them up. My name is Mangone. It's M A N G O N E. You give me a follow over here on uh, the draft app, and I will send out a, a you know a, a draft to you guys. You'll get a push notification to your phone, and then you can jump on in the drafts. Uh, Grant's always pretty good at that. Uh, Grant, you ready to get some drafts going, man? Oh, I've been ready. I've been ready. Yeah, we're a little bit behind, uh, again, because Dean, it's his fault for some odd reason. He messed some stuff up. So, yeah, uh, let's jump on in and get these drafts going. Again, follow me. It's at Mangone, M-A-N-G-O-N-E. And if you haven't signed up for draft, the code is not Grinders30. I was wrong. It's just Grinders. So uh, jump on in and get in on this draft action with us, guys. All right. Uh, it says, hold on. This is not good. What uh, my, 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 my broadcast stopped. I don't know what happened. Hold on. Well, well, no, this one's your fault, not Dean's. No, it's always Dean's fault. Oh, that's fair. I he's mean, hacking my phone. That's what's, well, he's not smart enough to hack a phone. I mean, he's not smart enough to use his own phone. It's he's very not smart enough to use a laptop. I'm fairly certain he's still on a desktop. Oh, yeah, definitely for certain. All right, here we go. We got um, MLB. We're going to do 10 man now. I think I got this all squared away. Devin, if any of his issues, let me know. Um, and we're gonna start these drafts off, and we're gonna name it Dean. What is Dean, Dean sucks. Capital letters for the sucks. Yeah, like awesome. it's an acronym. Oh, hold on. The, the the draft is still down. It should not be down right now, guys. I, I it says join dot me. Start the broadcast. Three, two, one. Devin, how are we looking now? All right. Sorry, guys. Uh, darn again, good but... troubleshooting on air right now. Just darn good troubleshooting. All right, we're going to fire it up now. Be ready to rock in three, two, one, go. It's not showing up. There it is. Dean sucks. Perfect. All righty, guys, jump on in. We got a little derailed to start off the show, but uh, let's get this thing back rolling, Grant. Uh, Talk to me about this slate because it's an awesome one. There's tons of different pitching options up and down the board. We have maybe one of the highest totals I've ever seen against one of the worst pitchers in Edwin Jackson. Uh, man, this is an awesome all-around slate. How are you kind of approaching? Uh, yeah, it's a great slate. Lots of runs. Going to be 69 degrees out in Colorado. Um, but there's a lot of big bats, a lot of good pitchers. There's going to be some chalk landing on a few guys that have the potential to get blown up. There's a few guys that are under the radar. Lots of stuff over on the weather edge. Um, 29% increase to home runs in Chicago uh, versus Cleveland game. Just a heads up there, guys. But I really like the slate over on draft. It's pretty simple. Um, depending on the size of the draft, it tells you how long you could wait for a pitcher. Uh, in 10 mans, it's a little bit better to get one of the top tier arms at the beginning. If you don't get Sale or you don't get Corbin or you don't get Smith, you can wait a little bit. Uh, I think there's one other guy I'm missing. Um, but 
Like, if you don't get those three guys, then you just wait until the end of the draft, kind of deal with it. There's a guy that's under the radar that I think has huge potential upside here that I'm playing on just snagging at the end of the draft here. Bats, there's a lot of power bats here. And I'm planning on targeting guys from three to four different teams here on draft. All of them have power. All of them can hit the ball the ballpark here. And if you can get a stack, that's great. If not, then it's also fine. There's enough big upside ar- or big upside bats where basically when you're stacking on draft in a four-man, uh, you can win or lose based on stacking. But there's always an occasional slate where there's a guy with two home runs. And if you don't have him, then you're kind of just screwed. I mean, it was Moustakas yesterday, but he wasn't getting drafted in four-mans. On the 10-man, something like that's almost bound to happen. So I'm targeting certain teams and certain bats, Colorado, Atlanta, Texas. Um, there's two or three more that I think are real viable. Uh, Cleveland and the Dodgers, all of them great spots for bats. So I'm kind of just rolling with those guys and seeing if I can somewhat round out a stack with huge upside power bats, but not going on my way to do so. Yeah, uh, I, I kind of, maybe I bucked the trend, I don't know, but I, I went Story, Trevor Story first. I love him in this spot. I love these uh, power righties uh, up and down, right? Like the one through five on Colorado is just phenomenal. Like uh, it's it's no secret that they're going to be phenomenal plays today. I went with Trevor Story to start it off and maybe I'll figure out my pitching later. Uh, and I guess I kind of am approaching it that way because uh, I haven't played tons of drafts yet. That's more, your, uh, you know, that's more your forte and what you play on more. But like on DFS sites, I'm not really paying up for pitching that much. I don't like pitching that much today at the top. Like, yeah, there's fine options, but I think there's better spend downs and I'd rather get these bats in. And uh, for good reason, right? We got David Dahl. He went, uh, you know, he's the third Colorado Rockies bat and he's already taken in the, in the first round. You got Arenado taking it three, Story at one. Uh, because these Rocky bats are just the best ones on the slate. So, uh, yeah, and even, like, it's amazing. Mike Trout, who's arguably the best hitter in baseball, he's in a phenomenal spot, Grant, and he went at 1.9. Like, that's just crazy to think. That just shows how loaded this slate is. You brought up the weather edge tool with that Indians game. There's tons of good Indians bats, and they're nice little values throughout the industry, too, on some of these guys. So I uh, agree with you on the Indians as well. Uh, but I don't know. Talk about the pitching to me, I guess, from a maybe a DFS perspective. Uh, how are you kind of approaching pitching today? I mean, it's interesting. I'm probably still going to have a decent amount of the top guys. So um, guys like Sale, who obviously has massive upside. Corbin, who's a very good pitcher, but isn't really the greatest spot in the world for him. I like him quite a bit. I don't know how much I'm going to actually end up with him in my lineup, though. Caleb Smith going up against the Padres, a decent amount of power, but a decent amount of strikeouts in there is not a bad matchup. And then Bowers, the interesting one. Like I said, it's great hitting condition out there. Bauer has not been fantastic most of the season. Really struggling with command, but going up against a low-walk White Sox lineup. I will have some ownership in him, but um, honestly, a lot of these chalks are pitcher spots. I'm going to be going on the opposite side. It's a big slate, and there are a lot of good bats, but a lot of the times where there are chalk pitchers, there's potential for downside. We saw it with Carrasco last night, which was the most – like obvious high high uh entry gpp like 10 20 100,000 entry gpps you stack the white Sox against them and it worked out pretty well guy was giving up tons of hard contact all throughout the season and it's kind of another potential spot like that today if bauer gets a little bit wild he's gonna be throwing meatballs down the middle uh trying to get out and these White Sox bats, they don't strike out a huge clip, but they can work the count into high pitch counts. And then knowing that the 
uh, guy is going to throw likely down the middle with a fastball. They are just going to swing away. They're fine with a strikeout. They don't really want to walk. They either want to put the ball in play or strike out there. So there's upside on both sides, but White Sox is going to be very low owned. And there's a huge correlation between their own uh, Bowers ownership and them. And this is a hugely volatile spot for Bauer. Yeah, listen, Bauer, he's not the same guy right now. I have some interest, but I'm a little concerned with him uh, because he's been, you know, getting hit up a little bit. Uh, There is a ton of strikeout upside, though, in in this spot, right, against a White Sox team. So he's someone I'm definitely considering in cash games. Um, Let me see, Green. I got to make my pick here. So uh, you know what I'll do? I I don't think I'm getting many Rockies, right? I'm guessing all these other guys went. Let's see, Tapia, is he gone? I got them both. Okay, so you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to go home run hunting, and I am going to go with Juan Soto because I'm a big fan of him. I like Molly a lot today. I, I think Molly's like a pretty good play, but I think those le- power lefties, right, uh, could be a bit of a problem uh, in this spot. Let's see. Uh, let me look at the pitchers that are left. Uh, we, we might still have enough. Yeah, we have enough for me to get by. So I'm going to look at – let me get rid of the pitchers. I, I, it looks like on these drafts I'm going to more so just load up my bats and figure out my pitcher later. Um, we'll have to see once we get to the last round. Um I don't know who to do for my last pick, Grant. I'm struggling here. We'll go with we'll go with uh. You can never go wrong with with Merrifield. He he's in a pretty good spot today. Not a guy I like in DFS formats as much, but uh, obviously like that Kansas City Texas game. And if this Rockies game wasn't on the slate, doesn't it seem like this game's going a bit more under owned? Maybe the Texas and Royals side that than it would on a normal uh, slate if Coors wasn't on it. I mean, if Coors wasn't on it, and if it, the weather wasn't hot in Atlanta, and then there's a Texas game, and then there's the Dodgers in a pretty decent spot going up against Arietta, um, then there's just tons of other good bats on the slate. The Angels going up against Leak, who's not good. Uh, they're in a good spot. Uh, the Indians going up against Covey, who can't find the strike zone at all. Uh, walking as a huge clip, potential huge stack spot there, and plus a little bit too far underpriced bats there. Kipnis is only 6-7. Ramirez is still only 8-2. So there's some decent high upside bats that are just too cheap. Um, we got Milwaukee in Pittsburgh going up against Archer, a guy that gives up a lot of bombs. And there's left-handed power in there, which is fine over in Pittsburgh. We got Pomeranz, who's been wild pretty much the entire time since he got back from the DL, going to a huge park downgrade and some pretty decent hitting weather. Um, we got the Red Sox going up against Hap, who can't seem to get things right all season long. So there's a lot of different spots here. Everything's going to go under-owned. Um, but I think like just fading the Coors bats could potentially – like you're going to have every single stack at lower ownership than it should because that 7.7 total is is ridiculous. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, I'm with you on that. The total, it's just – crazy high in that Rockies game. And I just think that that was kind of a point I wanted to make is, uh, you know, I wouldn't worry about all of the other, uh, you know, all the other uh, stacks, right? I just would worry about the Rockies. Yeah, it's going to have some ownership, but uh, I, I'm not too worried. The one thing I maybe wouldn't do, uh, even though I already made it once so far, is maybe not stack the Indians with the uh, Rockies. I just feel like that's something a lot of people will do, but uh, that's something I already made on one site already. Um, let's talk about some pitching though, Grant, because uh, we talked about it a little bit, but I'm kind of into these like cheaper uh, pitching options. Uh, one guy that's still available, maybe he comes back to me. I hope he comes back to me is Mike fulton right? He goes up against this Tigers lineup. And if you look at the K percentage, man, on all these Tigers bats in this lineup, it is not pretty. It seems like a pretty good for fulton Like him a lot here. Another guy who's still on the board here is 
Marquette's right. Like he's in a pretty good spot. I think against Toronto, uh, not as much strikeouts as I would like, uh, you know, in this lineup, but I still think Marquez is in a pretty good spot and he's got a nice salary uh, on some sites. So I like him. Another guy still on the board who is one of cheese's core plays. If you check it out in the lineup HQ, I saw cheese on one of the sites had Caleb Smith against. Dang, why, why, why couldn't you just wait until I pick to say it? I don't know what to tell you, Grant. I mean, hopefully they don't take them. We'll have to see if they get around. And, of course, now Fultonevich went. Now Marquez will go. And then it'll be Caleb Smith, Grant. That's how it's going to go down. I mean, we'll see. I mean, I guess I got a choice between Barrios, Smith, and Marquez. Um, it's worth noting. Barrios has a uh, extreme pitcher's umpire. And I, I know we overvalue those things. But uh, he is pretty solid, right? Um, he, he's someone that you can consider there. But, I, I mean, I don't like Darvish today. He's not someone I'm really all too interested in. So, um, yeah, the, the pitchers are getting slim here, Grant. Uh, this is probably my fault. Yeah, no, you you really fudged me there. Thanks. It was not a very nice thing to do. Um, but we'll see. I have to figure out who I want to go with here. I've got three Rockies already. I want to see if I can round out my stack, but I'm pretty sure everyone – like I'm not going to round out a stack with Arietta or not Arietta, uh, with Ionetta when I could just go with a power bat. Um, I'm going to take Donaldson over in – Atlanta going up against Turnbull. Turnbull a little bit better versus righties, but we're still getting a few innings of the Detroit bullpen. It's hot enough where he can get beat around early and just end up out of the game after three innings. So I don't mind that. I'm just fading pitcher until the end. I still don't mind going with Skaggs or Molle. Uh, I mean, there's Marquez, there's Lucchese, there's Barrios, there's Skaggs, and there's Molle still on the board. To me, there's not a drastic difference between any of them. So I'm just waiting until the end. I'll be the last guy to get a pitcher probably. Yeah, Grant. Uh, yeah, I know you saw you drinking water. I'm I'm trying to get this. Uh, the join.me is gone, guys. Uh, there's something's going wrong on my end. I'm trying to get it fixed though. Don't know what it is, but uh, I'm gonna send Devin a code now. Grant, talk about the slate uh, some more while I kind of figure this out. All right. So um, there's obvious stacks. There's about six obvious stacks. If you just look at Vegas implied totals, there is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven eight teams with over a five implied total here. It's a full 15 game slate. So there's going to be some that are overlooked. And then there's going to be other games that are going to go completely overlooked. I think that one of those uh, teams that are going to go completely overlooked with a decent amount of ownership on the other side with the pitcher is going to be the Tampa Bay Rays. Barrios is a good pitcher, um, but he's been a little bit up and down throughout the season. Uh, He's a guy that plays a lot better at home than on the road here. And in Tampa Bay, these are, this is a patient team. He doesn't give up a huge amount of hard contact, but enough fly balls here. There's enough lefties in this lineup where he's been a bit worse to this year and not getting a whole lot of ground balls, giving up a lot of hard contact to him, a lot of fly, fly balls, some negative regression coming there for lefties. So I like this Tampa Bay team. Man, I have to cough. All right, Grant, I am back. Uh, I think we got it. Uh, it looks like things are back to normal. Maybe Devin was right, and I, I got to make my pick now. Um Hmm, who we'll go with? We'll go with, uh, man, Josh Bell's been crushing the ball. Let's just go with him. Why not? Uh, dude's been on absolute fire this season and smashing the ball every single time. But we got the draft back up. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, again, probably Dean's fault. Uh, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, we're back up and running. And, Grant, chug your water, get everything back going, and uh, we'll be all set. Um, yeah, so let's look at some of these. We're almost at the end of the draft. Let's see what's available left. Pitchers. Um, you still got Lucchese up there. You have Barrios as an option. So there's still guys that you can, uh, you know, you can go to here. It's not like it gets, I mean, it's not the greatest down here, but Tyler Malley, I think is a really interesting option. So 
Personally, I think for the rest of my drafts, I'm not going to take a pitcher at the, at the top here. I'm going to go different and, and always go bats first for the most part and then uh, head on over and get my pitcher late. Yeah, and this is an interesting decision. So one of my favorite pitchers on the entire slate is Skaggs. Um, a lot of lefties with a lot of power in the Seattle lineup. I think they're going to roll out. They were tuning Vogelbach near the beginning of the season. I don't expect him to do that now. He's just been hitting the ball at the park way too much. But this Seattle team has so much strikeouts in it. It's just ridiculous to me. Um, you look at the overall season stuff and versus lefties, I think they're fourth. But like Seager's now in the lineup. They're going to have Vogelbach in there. They're going to have Beckham, Bruce. Like the guys that they're starting now are pretty high strikeout guys and skags. He has to give up a decent amount of hard contact. This could go terribly for him. But we just saw Pena strike out eight guys in like two innings last time. Um, and apparently I didn't press draft, but, uh, yeah. So I, I'm looking at Skaggs quite a bit as a very low owned guy, considering how many guys there are at the top that people are going to go with. I mean, how many people are going to pay eight for Skaggs when they get Lucchesi for eight, eight, when they can go up to, um, Bauer at nine, two, I think he's going to go overlook. And honestly, he may have just about as much upside as anyone else. Yeah, I actually like this guy's call. I think he's a guy that has some upside. And when I was changing, I don't know what happened. When I was changing my, uh, you know, trying to fix the screen, I guess I got a pitcher. I don't know what pitcher I got dealt with. Oh, I got Marquez. I'm pretty happy with that. I can't complain there. Um, let's see, Grant. Let's go through and uh, anyone without a badge will do without the, uh, or we'll do without a, um, without the red badges. We'll kind of look at their team. So the first team up, it's Luis Stroh's team. Uh, he's got the black and white badge and I'll talk about his team. And he gets two cores bats, right, in Arenado and in Desmond. That's a really solid uh, combination. And I like Wheeler. He's perfectly fine against Arizona. I think that makes sense. And then, man, Moustakis has been crushing the ball. And Otani, he's, uh, you know, I think he's got some positive regression coming his way. So I, I don't hate the way this team is built. Uh, how about you talk about the next team, Grant? Talk about uh, T. Paddy's team. Uh, I mean, like I said, I had my problems with Bauer. I like him a little bit. I hate him a little bit. I like the White Sox bats. He could potentially get nothing, but he does have some upside here. Has some downside. Mondesi over in Texas, obviously a good play. Turner at Cincinnati going up against Male. Male is a whole lot better versus righties and lefties. I'm not a huge fan of that, but he took him towards the end of the draft. Meadows versus Berrios. Love that. Meadows absolutely crushes the ball. Um, lefty versus righty. Got the platoon split. Blanco in Milwaukee. I don't hate that. Chasin obviously is a guy we target a lot with lefties and Blanco's got some power which works out pretty well over in Pittsburgh I don't hate his team I don't love it Bauer and Turner I think he went a little bit too high on and he could have gotten some other bats bats or pitching all right next team up it's Kenta Maeda uh he's perfectly fine uh you know Phillies they can swing and miss pretty well so I don't hate that here on this layup because I don't love pitching too much Rendon uh yeah against our you know against a uh against a righty in Malay I don't love that but Rendon is a nice power hitter right he, he looks like he went a little home run hunting here on some of these guys i don't like the sinsu chew against the lefty but who knows how long duffy will actually be in there some solid bats but not my favorite team i think i would find in here and then uh talk about the last team talk about ny jets team um caleb smith love it he took it for me uh because you mentioned it real dick move there trev but <laughs> oh well uh he got trout obviously great bat gallo in that hot texas weather going up against the not fantastic pitcher. I like that pick a lot. Bogarts over in New York. Hap, like I said, he struggled all season long. Not the same pitcher we saw last year. So that is a very good pick there. And then Jose Ramirez. Like like I said, 30% bump to home runs with the weather today. 
Cubby has just trashed. Draft is a site where they give a, just the same bump to both walks and singles. So walks are a little bit more targetable than they are over on DraftKings. Like this team overall. Yeah, uh, definitely. Definitely looks like a solid team. Uh, like Jose Ramirez a lot too today. Uh, Grant, how about this? Uh, let, let's let's fire this up. Uh, it's a this is a um, what is it? A four man contest here? What's this? The, the World Series uh, twenty three dollar entry? Don't join with me, Grant. We're gonna do it together. You're gonna be on my team making this one. Okay. Uh, that means I have to look up the darn join me code to watch. I, 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 I can also tell you what to do. We, we put a new code in, so, uh, yeah, it's in our chat that we have been talking. And, hey, the draft is starting up now, so if you guys didn't get in, though, get in another one by yourself, guys. Uh, these are some awesome little uh, contests they have here, Grant. How much do you enter, like, the ones at the top always in the draft, right, the four-man and five-man big-size tournaments? How, how often do you enter those? Um, I mean, lately not often, but for a significant period of time, I was entering them every single one. I'd max out every single day. I think I maxed out. The Grand Slam, I haven't been doing as much draft lately because I've been focusing on salary cap and just haven't had the time for it. And I've had a decent amount of shows, so it just hasn't worked out. Uh, but I do do them a lot. To me, with baseball, uh, like four mans are the way to go for draft. I need kind of an all or nothing thing so I can look for upside. And like three mans, not quite enough upside to beat the rake. Head-to-heads, not enough upside to beat the rake. But four and five mans, uh, especially where the winner take all are fantastic here. So, yeah, Devin, throw the code in chat. I don't see it. Uh, yeah, I well, we're up. We're first pick overall. So it's a five man. Are we taking it's pitcher story. to start? It's story. No, yeah, it's story, right? Yeah, I'm getting my Rockies Batman. So and hey, Grant, we got three no badges in here, uh, and I was the first one in, so I don't think it was anyone else that's uh, listening. So maybe we can take advantage of them. Uh, we'll have to see. They went Bauer at number two. Uh, which I think they should have won Arenado. At least that's what I would have done. What do you think? Yeah, it should be Arenado, and we'll see what the guy does at number three. Bauer is obviously not a good pick. He's not the top pitcher on the slate. They could have gone sale if they really wanted to get some more upside here, but the smarter move is to just forego pitching um, until the last round. You can get Corbin, Bauer, uh, Smith, or Sale at the last pick. One of those guys is going to be available, so not great. He went Yelich, so uh, yeah, like uh, things are looking good so far. We'll have to see. Uh, maybe got we the get... fourth pick is just if they go Dollar or not, they're smart. We'll see what they do. I don't think they're here. They went Lucchesi. Oh man, things are going well here. Great. Listen, the rake is being paid, guys. Jump on in these contests. Uh, we obviously want you to play along with us in the next draft, but listen, you can play on you know two drafts at a time. You can do five drafts at a time. Jump on in these contests, guys. Uh, it looks like it's uh, some free money out there, right? apparently these guys don't know what they're doing uh i'm not looking at the join.me code so you can just read off when it's actually your pick who went before you yeah i'll give you some play-by-play right lucchese just went uh and and d train just said i pulled a uh, i pulled the playing a single player game like said hey like no one's allowed to play multiplayer anymore it's, it's just me playing single player and everyone watch so uh that's kind of what's going on right now but i wanted to give these uh you know these little drafts a, a shout out because we never get to do them on the show and mike trout just went fifth so arenado is still on the board grant in the second round so, yeah, and we'll see two picks and tell you, but you already got story. Um, honestly, you're going to have the turn. Unless it goes Dahl, Arenado right now, your smart move is to take two Rockies of the turn here. You go, you wait for it. If Arenado's there, you obviously take him. If he's not, then you get Dahl and you get Tapia and you round out your outfield there. Um, well, it just it just went Arenado Dahl. So I got the chance at Tapia with two more picks coming up. I don't know if I go right away at Tapia. I guess I do. So, I mean, it's interesting. Honestly, not a bad move to just go 
pivot to a different game, you can either go Cleveland or you can just get a 2-2 stack. I'd probably go Tapia and honestly just go Murphy. Um, the total's high enough in that game. Murphy has some power here. And you're just going to round out your last spot with a top-tier outfielder who has some power here. Oh, Tapia just went. All right, so – so the guy, forget here's the guy. Forget that. Go Freeman Acuna. You go Freeman Acuna. What about yeah. Lindor? Lindor's there, man. Don't go Lindor. Go. I mean, you can if you really want, honestly. But uh, you want to get a little bit of a stack going in these four man. So if you go Acuna and Freeman, both of them probably project out about the same as um, Ramirez and Lindor. But if you get those two, you're getting them against Turnbull. You have a chance to round out your stack with either Marcakis or Riley if you want. Riley obviously hasn't been as great versus righties this year, but not a big enough sample size to really worry about it. You really need to look into his overall numbers, which versus lefties, over 1,000 ISO and 13 at-bats, which is just absolutely insane. 870 Woba. He's hitting the ball hard. He's just crushing everything. It's hot out there, and Turnbull's not fantastic. I would suggest going to Cunha and then going Freeman and then rounding out with Riley. Yeah, that's what I went with so far. Uh, I'll follow your lead on it. Chris Sale was still available, I was going to say. Maybe I could have went him and left Freeman there. I thought about that as an option as well. Yeah, um, you, this is a time where it's beneficial to go to that Teams tab over on your iPhone. Uh, shows you who has what, and a lot of times you'll see through two rounds, most of the second basemen are taken, or not the second basemen, the infielders are taken. But from the sounds of it, Lucchesi went off the board and what's his name Bauer went off the board so you're essentially guaranteed either sale or Smith you can probably wait until the next pick and get sale and yeah these guys they don't know what they're doing that's probably what I'm doing because like outfield there's only four more outfield spots to go and I got up on my screen guys check that out the the team's tab uh, Grant brought up a good point to bring that up here um outfield man like the, a lot of them have been taken so I think I I think I go maybe go pitching next to one of Smith or, or sale just to lock it in I mean, you have back-to-back picks, right? Oh, you're right. I'm an idiot. Uh, so, yeah, you're right. Ha! Razzed. Oh, geez. So, yeah, definitely go with uh, Sale or um, or Smith. or Man, I mean, Marquez is still there. Fulty. I like Fulty a lot today. It doesn't sound like you're as high on him. Uh, what's your take on Fulty? I don't, he's not that good. Um, he was due for some huge negative regression. Um, he got it a bit this season. Grand, his velocity was down. His velocity picked up. Um, he one Kirk D's a big old GPP last night and or not last night last week I don't know whenever it was time is relevant uh but Fulty's kind of a splits neutral guy like you look at his stuff he does throw pretty darn hard here but he throws uh, a sinker and relies a bit on his slider here which I mean he should realistically be worse versus lefties than righties but he's kind of splits he's a tough one to figure out but a decent K rate gets a little bit wild here and this Detroit team is not great but the weather is hot enough where enough of these guys with high isos Castiano, Stewart, Goodrum, Dixon all can take the ball yard in 91 degree weather looking at the weather edge tool there's no sample size of it but when it's hot it's hot and the ball flies it's 85 degrees with a little bit of humidity wind blowing out which i think with that new stadium doesn't really affect it too much real, real quick grant i can go i can go desmond over um over riley you think doing the 2-2 is fine i i mean yeah it's up to you and since you're yeah, it's your money yeah i think that's what i'm gonna do um 
we'll, 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 yeah, we'll jump in with that. Why not? We'll go Desmond instead. We'll see how that goes. Uh, I'm fine with that. I think it's a solid draft overall. I wish I maybe would have went Daniel Murphy instead. That's probably what I wish I would have done. Uh, and then maybe went Riley. Eh, whatever. It's still fine. I think it would be a good team. And I got Chris Sale, right, in round five. Crazy to think. Or round, yeah, basically round five. Isn't that crazy to think? Yeah, yeah. That's. Uh, I mean, these guys clearly didn't know what they were doing. Or uh, who knows? Honestly, who knows? You you're, you should win that. Like it's that simple. You have two Coors bats and two power uh, Atlanta bats, and you worry less about the platoon split with the Atlanta bats, considering that there's going to be some uh, relief pitchers that come in from that Detroit bullpen. They're just god awful. Yeah, there's one other team I think is is good, but I didn't like the Bauer pick as much as early it was. He went Bauer, Lindor, Murphy, Tapia, and Jock Peterson. So. Uh, yeah, that, that team's not bad, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, we'll see what happens. We got some YouTube question chats. If you're over on YouTube, uh, we, we enjoy having you. Head on over there if you're in the Rotograna chat too. Head on over to YouTube and maybe hang out in the YouTube chat with those people. They have some great questions. There's some great minds. And hit the like and subscribe uh, button for us, guys. We would really appreciate it here over on Rotogrinders. And uh, we'll get to some YouTube chat questions. And, and Grant, here's one that's up here. Uh, the Atlanta stack. We just kind of made one in the draft format. How would you approach the Atlanta stack today? Big fan of it? Yeah, big fan of it. I mean, like I said, that hot weather, Turnbull, still a young guy. It can be on or it can be off, but this Braves team knows how to work account very well and has a whole bunch of power, which is going to play perfectly in this hot weather here. Turnbull, guy that's been good to both sides of the plate so far this year. Not great, though, on either. But to the lefties, um, he does get less ground balls, granted less hard contact, but that doesn't matter for Freeman, for Marquez. Both of them got a decent amount of power. And righties, he's given up a whole lot more hard contact. few of these guys in this lineup have been hitting the ball in the air at a decent clip here. And like I said, the weather's fantastic. So I really like the Atlanta stack today. All right, good to know, Grant. Uh, before we get to some more questions, uh, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do a hitters-only draft, right? We got to appease the ladies, right? And the ladies, they love the long ball. So we're going to do a hitters-only draft, man. We, we got to get these uh, power bats and all these stacks in. Everyone loves doing those. So hitters-only draft. Are you ready to rock, Grant? I am. All right, three, two, one, and go. Here we go. Everyone jump on in. I got a 10 man here. We got 15 minutes left. Again, fire in your questions in YouTube chat. Devin will pull them and, and put them in our regular Roto Grinders chat or head on over to the Roto Grinders chat at rotogrinders.com and, and listen, uh, you know, j- jump on in, talk with the people in chat. We got some, uh, got some smart minds in there as well. So uh, throw in some QQs if you guys have them. Here's one right now, Grant. We got Kashner versus San Francisco. What is your thoughts on that? No. I mean, there's not a huge strikeout upside. Like Kashner, he does give you some salary relief. I don't know if I'm going for it too much. It allows you to play some Colorado bats. FYI, Draft has a power hitter free roll uh, today. If you go ahead and look at the tournament tabs, only 2000 of 4000 full. Get in there, $500 prize pool. So if it fills up, essentially every single entry is worth about $0.15. Cents. So get in there. Free money. Free fun. Fun, 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 fun is the word. Uh, but Kashner going up against San Fran, you look at their projected starting lineup, 20% K rate on the season versus righties, but Kashner is just not great. And I get that you want to save some money, but you're better off going with Pomeranz and potentially getting some strikeout upside. The Giants have a higher 
implied team total grand that's a little bit attributable to the terrible baltimore bullpen but Pomeran's about the same implied total against him here. Yes, he can get a little wild. Yes, he can walk some guys. But he's one of the only guys around that price range that can actually have some legit strikeout upside. Chassin, way cheaper than Kashner. Way, way better ballpark. And honestly, like, looking at this Pittsburgh lineup, it's not great with five lefties in there. But he has more upside than Kashner. Molly is 6'2". He's cheaper. And he crushes righties. So I, I, I don't see any real need to play Kashner here. It's just dumb, and it could work out. It's baseball. Anything can happen, but I'm not going to bother with that. It's, it's just not a good idea. All right, and uh, – oh, man, that's too good. Uh, Grant, look, who's, look at the number one picks avatar in our draft. Uh, that's pretty good. Classic. Classic Siege socks. Oh, man, that's that's too funny. I'm so happy about that right now. And uh, Hot Dog Fingers, that's why you got the number one pick, man. You have the best avatar you can find in the business. Uh, well, maybe, maybe not the best. The Roto Grinders one is, is probably better. I think we have a promotion coming up, Devin said, next week. So stay tuned for that next week. That's a little uh, tease. There could be some free swag maybe coming your way next week with the Roto Grinders avatar. But, uh, yeah, you got the third pick. I, I think I'm buried in the hole, so I'm not getting all my Rockies bats. But uh, maybe I'll just grab some Rockies to uh, ruin a good time for everyone else in the draft. How's that sound? I mean, you're gonna fudge me over probably, but yeah, that's all right. I don't know. I don't know if you'll get Arenado here. It kind of depends because uh yep. Arenado went one story, probably goes two, and then uh there's egg on your face, the three pick with nothing better to do. Yeah, yeah, this is where I don't know. Oh, it's gosh, it's hitters only. That makes things difficult. Um yeah. Acuna it is. Like I said, I like Atlanta today. Yeah, I, I think that's not a bad way to, to do this. Uh, hitters only drafts, you can stack them up many different ways, or you can just go home run chasing. Uh, I haven't decided which way I'm going to go yet. Got to kind of wait and see how this draft uh, draft forms for me. So, uh, yeah, I guys. Mean, honestly, I think Joey Gallo is going to drop to you. Um, getting those Texas bats and some real good hitting weather. Gallo may be going lefty-lefty versus Duffy, but Duffy still goes up a decent amount of hard contact. He's shielded a bit over playing over in KC. Um, and he does have good stuff sometimes, but he hasn't been quite the same. I would probably go Gallo here and try and get some Texas bats. Yeah, that's probably what I'm doing. I, I actually wanted to get Trout. I was hoping that would happen and then I could make a stack after, but you know, I, I'll go Gallo for now. That's fine. Not what I wanted to do. I really, I mean, not saying I don't love these guys below, but I don't know. I don't, I don't love the, I don't love the setup right now, at least how I fell in the seven spot there, but I'll go Gallo for now and then kind of see what happens from there um let's see uh any, any more qqs guys throw them in devin grab them from youtube chat and uh rotor grinder chat guys throw us in some qqs uh we don't need to answer just baseball questions if you got life advice questions man grant grant's been through life he's traveled around the country he's maybe got some answers for you. how's that sound i've always got answers always got answers sometimes they're not the ones you want to hear sometimes they're not good life advice at all but i will i will answer most anything any question no matter how ridiculous all right, throw them in there, guys, and we will answer them as we complete these drafts. And, uh, yeah, I'm I'm coming up here soon. I guess I'd go Sinshu Chu. Again, another lefty-lefty. But, listen, if if, if if the Texas stack is going well, like, uh, it won't matter if you're, if you're lefty-lefty, correct? Yeah, and the KC bullpen's trash. Yeah, um, let me look, too. Like, maybe we have a – do we have a starting lineup on – because sometimes they don't put Chu in there, right? Uh, it just kind of depends. Let's see if we have a uh, Texas lineup yet. Nothing yeah. yet. No, um, no big updates on that. But it's, it's definitely going to be interesting if they put you in here because obviously they don't like playing him lefty lefty. Um, so 
going up against Duffy. It's a oh, panic. someone took Pence from me. Yep. Oh, dude, Doesn't I matter. Know. You can go Andres. You can. It, it's non like hitters only. You can get anything. I know, but like, what are they? Hmm. Who are my favorite pitchers tonight? Well, Caleb Smith and Sale up at the top. Skaggs in the mid tier, and at the bottom, Molly. All right, so Flores looks like he's just trying to ruin me, my time, and your time. He took Tapia. He took uh, uh, Pence. Who else is uh, you know? Who else is he going to ruin uh, in this draft? Well, I think you pick before him next, so you can at least get a third Texas bat, and hopefully he doesn't try and fudge you over there. Yeah, I mean, but if I at least get three Texas bats, I'll be uh, I'll be pretty happy overall. So, uh, and then I can put like a two man stack with it. We'll have to see. One guy that's like going to be heavily owned, I think, on uh, you know. Uh, I'm saying DFS sites, but I mean like uh, salary format sites. Uh, Jose Ramirez, and he's pretty down the projections at 9.1. I like him a lot. I think he's a really interesting option. What do you think about him? Who? Jose Ramirez, 9.1. I mean, that's just like a really nice – it's it's a really nice – not price tag on him, but it's a it's great that his projection is so low, I should say. Yeah, that is great. Um, did I just go twice? No, I thought I had the round. Um yeah, Ramirez, he's still due for some huge positive regression. A guy that was literally in MVP conversations last year, and yet no one really gave a flying fudge about him this year because he started off so badly. His price went up a little bit. He was sitting around the 3-7 range, but 4-1 is still way too affordable going up against Covey. It's great weather, as I've already mentioned multiple times. Decently hot, very humid, high dew point and wind's blowing out to left. So Jose Ramirez should be in for a bomb today. Really, really like him. I will be going heavy on him. And he's not going to get nearly the ownership he should because Arenado's on the board at a still affordable price if you do things the right way. And so you can't play multiple third basemen over on DK, over on sites like Fantasy Draft. Draft, obviously, and FanDuel you can. But uh, Ramirez is going to be a bit overlooked and – We'll see. We'll see what happens. But all we need is Arenado to tank, and yeah, um, we got some more questions. Cheap dong of the night. Yonder Alonso is going to take Bauer Yard twice, just like he did Carrasco. Heating up had some huge positive regression coming his way, and we saw it last night. By the way, you ever accidentally do a full stack against the pitcher you also are roasting? Because that happened to me last night. No, never do the full stack. Uh, I'll sometimes take a one-off. I was I was actually building lineups the night before with Dean. And uh, I was like, yeah, this is kind of a limited slate. But I said, you know, if you want to jam in the Indians bats and jam in two really good pitchers in Carrasco and Ryu, I said, you know who you should go? Yonder Alonso. He's a cheap first baseman, didn't love first base. And I said, just just throwing Yonder Alonso, and I bet he could hit a home run against Carrasco. Of course, he didn't listen. He didn't do it. Uh, but, yeah, uh, you know, Yonder Alonso, I think he's got got some nice positive regression coming. like him a little bit here against Bauer. Uh, I think he's fine. Uh, not someone I'm seeking out as much today as I was yesterday. Let's see. We got some more questions over here. And someone asked, Grant, who are your favorite pitchers on DK tonight? Uh, I already answered that a little bit earlier. I mean, He wasn't top- here, by the way, Grant. He was not here, so we need to give him an update. I mean, he was, and he was paying attention. You just weren't razzed. But it's Sale Caleb Smith up at the top there. And the mid-tier, it's Skaggs is my favorite. Um, strictly do it for GBPs, but Skaggs is the guy. And then I'm paying down with some, as Cheese likes to call it, nonsense in Chasine and Molly. All right. Uh, I'm coming up here with my pick. I got to find, are there any Texas guys left? Oh, just got here. Yeah, that was a different question. Well, you got me good. 
I told you, man. Don't 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 talk, don't call my boy in chat the Bond Tom a liar. Um, let's see who who else should we go? With? I was calling you a liar, not him. I would never install him. All right, good. Um, let's see. Mel- Melissa, do you watch Big Brother? She's talking about Big Brother in chat. Uh, I'm trying to figure out when it comes out. Uh, if you can tell me, Mel, when does it come out? But do you watch Big Brother, Grant? I do not. I I, I do not. I know it's coming around the corner. I'm I'm pretty excited for Big Brother. It's one of my one of my favorite shows to watch. It's a it's a good summer event. Um, I can't play Mazzara, right? He's not going to be in the lineup. I can play Odor, I guess. Just playing all these lefties. I feel like I'm donating with this, but let's just do it. We'll do it live. Uh, someone asking about the Minnesota line here, and I'm going to look into it a little bit. They're only pro- they're projected for sub four runs here. Uh, need to check. MLB, there could be some smart money on it. Obviously, they've been super hot for a long period of time here. 56% of the bets are coming in on Minnesota, and it's moving that way. Let's look at the spread here. Um, yeah, the spread. Oh, not the spread. Sorry, the total. Uh, looking at the total here, it's obviously a low one when you consider how good these offenses are. And start off at eight. I, I think that's going to move to 8.5 probably before this game, and some smart money is going to come in on the Minnesota side Beaks is decent, but like this Minnesota team, I get, they have a whole lot of lefties going against Beaks unless we get a lineup with maybe Blanco out again. I don't see why it should be this low. I mean, I get a decent pitchers ballpark, but Minnesota just can hammer anyone. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Uh, we got another YouTube chat question. Who is your double dong of the night, Grant? I'll give you mine. My double dong of the night, I'll go with uh I'll go with uh David Dahl. How's that sound? Double dong of the night. I mean it's a problem because I don't want to give out another first baseman. Um, but Freeman. Yeah, I, I like that call. That that Atlanta stack again, not a lot of people are gonna really touch it, uh, for sure. Um, people are asking, Grant, you enjoying your time in Colorado? I saw you, you went to a Rockies game the other day. How was that? And how's, how's Colorado treat? And it's, it's not too bad. I mean, the weather has been absolutely insane since I've gotten here. Um, I forgot to pick. Oh, well, we'll see what it gives me. All right, good. It gave me the guy I wanted, uh, but it's been fun. It's a nice place. I mean, it's always interesting moving to a new place and I've been here for six months, but I've actually only been in the state for about two months of that. Uh, but it's nice. I'm in a nice area. Like there's, a lot of outdoor stuff to do, which I don't do because I'm too lazy to leave the house. But there's like there's a lot of fun bars. There's a lot of fun nightlife. It's it's just I haven't been here for a long enough period of time, but I'm, I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Do you like the you skier or snowboarder? I'm a skier, um, but I didn't go once this entire season, which I haven't been out skiing in like five years. I used to I grew up in Bend for a little bit, and I used to go up to Bachelor like every single week oh gosh i didn't yeah I, I i i skied a lot when i was younger too uh so i love skiing I, I heard they got so much snow out there they're still you're still able to ski there at least that's what someone told me the other day uh, oh yeah it was when i was driving back from call i spent three weeks down in california when i was driving back almost rammed into a semi when i lost control going 70 that was fun and they closed the pass i had to stay over in the middle of nowhere in utah for a day was not great but they, they just dumped stuff snow literally less than a month ago yeah dude i i almost got crushed by the the, the pass my, my one friend when i was down there he said yeah we're gonna drive through this snowstorm and we just made it through the pass by 10 minutes to get up to our hotel uh towards Vale. so that was oh i know the pass all too well we, we got a rangers lineup grant uh 
And uh, I guess I could change it now. I can go Mazzara because he is in the lineup. It's Chu, Andrus, Pence, Mazzara, Gallo, Forsyth, Cabrera, Santana, and Kanner Falifa. So I'm going to get me some Mazzara if this uh, if my draft would actually uh, load here. Yeah, yeah, that's a bad move. I told you go Texas Tech. You just trust me way too much. What an idiot. I'm going to make you move money. Well, to see. I, I don't hate this lefty stack, man, against Duffy. I, I think it's a really good, like, low-dollar tournament play. Again, like, dude, the Texas weather, right? Like, this KC-Texas game, if Colorado was not on the slate, this would probably be the chalk. People would be all over it. People would love Texas today. Oh, Texas and Kansas City, they're the top stacks of the day. Uh, people would be talking them up so much. You know, that totals a 10 and a half, 11 total. You got to tell – you got to be all over it, like – uh, I, I like going to this game in tournaments. I definitely think it is a smart move. And I'll, I'll probably be taking some of these guys as one-offs. Like I'll maybe do like a five-man uh, Colorado stack. And then after the five-man Colorado stack, maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll throw in some like one-offs with Texas and Kansas City. What do you think about that? Yeah, yeah, not a bad idea at all. I mean, there is bombs to be had and disappointed people a bit last night until the later innings. But Duffy, you never really know which guy you're going to get. And him being away from his home ballpark that protects against – home runs could be drastically beneficial to target against Alrighty, guys well that's it for our draft so we we, we got the we're pushed up against the clock right uh we kind of got to get on out of here it's 340 uh coming up next we got uh holden we got bob's light for the yahoo show and then after that we got dean we got head chopper at five o'clock doing the fantasy draft show and then after that Stay tuned for Crunch Time with Kevin Roth, talking about his weather edge tool, talking about all the weather that's going down with Mr. Tuttle and with JSU Rab, talking cash games, talking tournaments. Head on over and check that out. That sounds like a good time to you, Grant, doesn't it? Yes, it does. I'm sure Grant will be there watching. I know I'll be watching, but we got to get on out of here, guys. Thanks a lot for joining us. Don't forget, like and subscribe over on YouTube for us. We'd really appreciate it. For me, Travis Mangone, for Grant Niefer, we are out of here. Hey, kids. found a $7 hitter tonight that I think has a chance at big upside. If you want to find out who it is, come right on back to the bar. What's up guys and welcome to the Daily Fantasy Six Pack. I'm your host, I'm your bartender as they say for this segment, I'm Head Chopper. It's Friday, oh, who, who don't want to be in a bar on Friday, man? This is uh, good stuff, but beer's out today, so we had a really, really successful, I think it was Tuesday, big time stuff right there, hope we got uh, some action in on that, and we got some more good players tonight, I think I found a few a few guys that uh, could garner lower ownership that we could have a lot of success with, so Without further ado, man, let's just get right on into it. Uh, let's crank it up. I talked about a $7 guy. His name is Miles Straw. With all the injuries Houston's dealing with, they've recalled or they've called up Miles Straw. Uh, he's going to probably get the start tonight. And the thing about him is he can be a very, a very good fantasy asset tonight. He stole 35 bases in only 66 AAA games last season. He's shown a propensity to get stolen bases in the minor leagues. 
Now, between the last couple of seasons, 2017-18, Fiers has allowed 31 steals. So you can steal on Fiers. Straw is, that's probably the strength of his game is getting steals. Astros have a healthy 4.5 implied run total. It means they're still, even with all the injuries, they're still going to score runs tonight is what uh, Vegas is saying. So let's get in on it. We can get a $7 guy. I'm going to go cheaper here with some of these guys because later on down the road, I want to pay for pitching and maybe pay for a stud hitter. So uh, Miles Straw is a, a really good option at $7. Next up, first base position, Brandon Belt. He gets the duty of taking on Andrew Cashman tonight. Number one thing that stands out, major park upgrade here for Belt, especially as a left-handed batter. Goes from arguably the worst left-handed hitter park for home runs in the majors out there in San Francisco to one of the better ones here in Baltimore. So we get a major park upgrade. Uh, his ISO versus right-handed pitchers last, just last season, 100 points higher than against lefties. So this is the split we want him in. That's a career numbers are always going to be higher versus right-handers. So we want him in this split. We want him on the road in this ballpark. That's good. The last nail in this coffin is the fact that Kashner is the one on the mound. Although he's been getting wins for Baltimore, that doesn't tell the story. He's just not a good pitcher, per se. 4.57x fit this season, even amongst all those wins, is not a good number. So I like Brandon Belt as a one-off in this San Francisco lineup. Next up, uh, Jose Ramirez gets a, draws a fantastic matchup tonight against Dylan Kobe. There's no reason why you couldn't play. At $16, it's a bargain, actually. So... Uh, since the start of 2018, Ramirez has more walks than strikeouts, higher rate of walks than strikeouts. That's a phenomenal. Anytime you see that, that's good stuff right there. Uh, now, 46% fly ball rate versus right-handed pitching. I think that's a big number tonight because this game is, takes place in Chicago. Chicago, uh, there's a lot of home runs in Chicago, especially if we get a little windy day out there. White Sox has been known, the White Sox Stadium has been known to be a launching pad, so if we get the ball up in the air, there's a little wind to benefit us. Jose Ramirez could have a big game. Of course, you got the matchup against Dylan Covey and his lowly, lowly 13.1% K rate versus right-handed hitters since the start of last season. The guy's not terribly good, and here we go. We've got uh, a good matchup with a good hitter, so let's bring it on. Next up, let's spend a little bit in the outfield. We're spinning a little bit, but it's still a bargain. Mike Trout, only $22 on Yahoo. Ooh, this is a good price tag for probably the best hitter in the game. Perception is a little bit of a struggle this year, but not really. Let's, let's be fair. 22% walk rate and 15.9% strikeout rate for him this year. And hats, those are, those are fantastic numbers. Uh, he's still got the power, 281 ISO versus right-handed pitchers this season. That's a good number. It's going to come in handy against Mike Lee. Speaking of Mike Leak, I know you guys need it. You're waiting for me to drop the BBP in the bar, so I'm going to do it. Not a huge sample, all right? But 21 at-bats against Leak. We got a 429 ISO, 11 hits and 21 at-bats. It just tells me that he has no problems hitting the Mike Leak stuff. He has no problems seeing the ball come out of his hands. That's all I want. I just want a little tiebreaker from BBP. I just want a little... A little nudge to push me over the top. Well, this does it. So I'm going Mike Trout here against Mike Leak instead of the one of uh, 40 other options you have in the outfield that are all good options. Mike Trout's my guy. Now, pitching. We got to have a pitcher on this team. I said I wanted to spend up. I'm going to go $44. I think the guy I'm eyeballing here is Jose Barrios. It's a reasonable price tag for him. Uh, it's a fair matchup. We do get a, a bit of a 
a park boost here for him in Tampa Bay. That's not a good hitter's ballpark. The projected Tampa Bay lineup features eight high strikeout hitters in it. So no, that's that's big time right there because Berrios can be a strikeout guy with a 24.4% strikeout rate over the last two seasons. He has immense upside. And Berrios also induces 20.7% soft contact. Now listen, soft contact is not what you want if you're a, a porn star, but as a pitcher, that's some good stuff right there. We want that soft contact. So 20.7% for us, that's good stuff. Berrios is not going to let him get get hard hits he's going to get strike i think he has good upside for 44 dollars guys we're almost that time but before we get there i do want to remind you the like and subscribe buttons on the youtube channel if you're watching on youtube like it subscribe to the channel leave your comments in the comment section about your beast of the night because i'm about to give you mine let's see if you can outperform me i've saved some money here already i got a seven dollar hitter a fifteen dollar hitter a fair pitcher some money to spend. I'm going to spend it in course field. My beast of the night, guys, is going to be Nolan Arenado. I got to get a piece of this game right. I got to get a piece of these Rockies. I think it's just too good of a spot. I'm going to lead off by telling you they're 7.3 in play. First of all, team total over 7 in baseball is wow, that's a big number. That 7.3 is almost two runs higher than the next highest projected team. So it's a massive spot here for Colorado. I'm not going to play around with it. The guy is a 989 OPS at Coors Field in his career. Uh, well, well, well above what he does on the road. 408 weighted on base this season. All the all the power numbers are astronomical in this ballpark for Arenado. Gets a great matchup with Edwin Jackson tonight. And I'm not going to goof around Try to get cute with it and take some weirdos from this Colorado lineup. I got the money. I'm going to get Arenado in there. Maybe even a Trevor Story, a David Dahl, something like that's good. But Arenado's my beast of the night. That's my selection. So, guys, it's been a good time this week filling in for beer. I may be back in the future. Who knows? If he needs a vacation, I'll certainly fill in for him. But I hope we have some good luck in those GPPs tonight. Until next time, I'm Head Chopper, and I'm out of here. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist.
What is up, Grinders? Holden Kushner hanging out with Boggs today. Boggs, looking forward to doing a show with you for the first time. It's Yahoo Tournament Edition. 15 games tonight, Boggs. We've got a lot of options. I love big, 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 big slates like this. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I mean, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes you can get lost in them, uh, especially when there's a lot of teams that you like. But uh, I think there's a, you know, obviously enough that you could like tonight, but still also pretty much narrow it down because we do have uh, quite a few good pitching uh, options available. Yeah, I got a couple of big bats for the Rays out tonight. Tommy Pham sitting out, Avisael Garcia, he's out too. Um, you know, elsewhere around the league, we already know that Correa's out. That, that Houston lineup, man, I was so excited about playing them a whole bunch this year, and it's completely stripped down now. No Correa, no Altuve, a little bit bummed about that. The Houston offense, once they get clicking on all cylinders, we'll have a chance to see them a little bit later on this year. But uh, no weather concerns, so that's it. We got 15 games. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. All right, let's start with the uh, with the pitchers here. I got lineup uh, HQ going, and we'll start on the pitching side. Let's just talk about the top end options. You got Sale going up against the Yankees team. You can get some Ks. We got a projected ownership there, seventeen percent. Corbin uh, is at fifty one bucks, and I'll, I'll throw Bauer in the same tier here, fifty three, fifty one, forty nine. I guess you can go Caleb Smith too. Um, but let's talk about these top tier pitching options. If I ask you sale or Corbin, pick one of those two, cause it's Yahoo. I mean, you really could pay up for both of them if you really wanted to get crazy, but, uh, who, which direction are you leaning and why with sale and Corbin tonight? Yeah, for me, it's just, uh, obviously both in, you know, not so great, uh, pitching environments, uh, but both guys can certainly rack up strikeouts for me. I'm going to lean towards sale. Um, Probably no shocker there. Obviously, I think he's a little bit cheaper especially in Yahoo. No, he's actually more expensive. But, you know, when you're up paying that much, especially on Yahoo, two bucks isn't going to really make a whole lot of a difference. Uh, it's just really comes down to a matchup thing for me. And the Yankees, obviously, no Stanton, no Judge. Uh, it's somewhat of a watered-down lineup. Uh, Sales, a guy that likes to get up for these type of matchups. He's been pitching phenomenal heading into here. And uh, on the flip side with, with with Corbin, again, it's just a low strikeout opponent. Um, a lot of guys that just like to make some weak contact. So that's the reason I prefer sale. So I'm looking, I got played IQ up here too. Uh, you look at the top five for the Yankees, obviously the ISOs are just out of control with, and even with Voigt going up against a lefty-lefty, I think that's really, or righty-lefty, I should say, and then Hicks, uh, Sanchez, Torres, they're jacking up with the righties on that side. And really the K rate there, 37% against righties, 35.5% against left-handers. I mean, we know Sale is just elite. Uh, maybe he's not throwing 98, 99 every single pitch anymore, but it's tough to really fade him if you wanted to go top shelf this evening. Yeah, and you know what? I, I think that, you know, you, you mentioned the projected ownership. I think that's actually pretty accurate. And, you know, I, I think he's one of the, you know, few pitchers on the slate that could actually break it. You know, so I have a lot of interest in tournaments. This is not a situation like we saw last night on a, what was it, a five-game, six-game, seven-game slate uh, where Carrasco is 60% owned. Um, I, I think there's an opportunity there for sale, especially since there's a lot of kind of mid-tier options that I think people might gravitate towards to uh, today instead of uh, to spend on bats. Do we start the build with sale? Are we locking them in already or do we need to go through some more? 
Well, there's certainly enough value out there. I think we, I yeah. think we can. All right. Very good. So we're going to lock in Chris sale here in our tournament lineup. Uh, of course, we'll leave the two spots open. We'll figure out which ones we want to leave open. We'll hit your uh, chat questions too. Um, we don't, we don't have the premium chat today on this show, but make sure you like, and subscribe on our YouTube channel. If you head over there, the Roto grinders, YouTube channel, we'll get to some of your, um, your questions off of that. And on the chat right now, I mean, come on, Laratane, give me a break. Bob's wondering who Holden Kushner is. He still doesn't know. And we're already five minutes into this show. So get over yourself, pal. All right. We go to uh, Trevor Bauer. This has been a little concerning with the walks, although we have Bauer projected for 31% ownership. Um, one of the highest ceilings. Actually, we have the we got a projected for the highest ceiling out there. Trevor Bauer going to the White Sox. Thoughts on Bauer this evening? Um, as we look at points per dollar, I mean, again, you're not going to get major value. Uh, it's it's not something I look at too much with the pitchers. But Bauer is he in a decent spot? Can you trust him with the lack of command lately? Yeah, I mean, obviously, we saw what happened with Carrasco last night, that's just, you know, those things happen. Uh, and power really isn't in good form coming into this matchup, but uh, if there's ever a good spot to turn it around, it is against this really inconsistent white Sox team. We know that they can strike out, but you mentioned uh, the walks that he's been struggling with white Sox don't walk a whole lot. So I think that will somewhat mitigate that concern for me. Uh, the only thing I guess you could say perhaps get an opportunity to fade him as if he, you know, is, is somewhat mediocre and maybe the White Sox can get to him, you know, for a couple runs. I think his ownership is going to be very high, even again today, even with what happened with Carrasco last night. So that's the only red flag is that he's probably going to be highly owned. I don't think he will be so much on Yahoo where he's priced up uh, accordingly, but, you know, especially on a site like DraftKings where he's priced down, um, people are all about saving on pitching. Uh, so he's going to be pretty highly owned over there, I think. Yeah, I'll say two guys that keep popping up with me is Lucchese and then Caleb Smith. So let's keep going down here with the pitching. Caleb Smith at $48. And I guess it's another tier with Bauer, Smith, and Marquez. Bauer's 49. Smith is 48. Marquez is 47. Uh, again, you're going to a great pitcher's ballpark in San Diego. Maybe we'll get a little Marine layer down. Hey, you're in South in Southern California. I've talked to actually players about this. Some of them say that they buy into the Marine layer. Others say they don't buy into the Marine layer. Where's the Marine layer this time of year? <laughs> well, I'm a so-called expert on it. And it actually, you are, you're a Marine layer expert. Yeah. Well, so, so everyone says or thinks okay. I'm the weather guy, but um, that's Roth's job, but it, yeah, it absolutely exists. You know, All right, so we got maybe it comes over and it, you know, doesn't allow the ball to carry as far. It's a pretty simple concept. Well, hopefully we got some of that tonight. If you're uh, if you're running out Caleb Smith or Lucchese or whatever, but uh, Smith sitting there projected ownership sixteen percent. Um, I like what's going on here. The high K prop two seven and a half Ks. That's just astronomical, and that's tied with Bauer um, to be the second highest behind Chris Sale. So Caleb Smith at San Diego and then Herman Marquez at home tonight. Yeah, Toronto, I mean, they strike out a bit. We're up here at Coors. And I, I'm waiting for somebody to, to do the numbers because I don't have time to do things by hand anymore. But I'm telling you, man, every time it's been cold there, I just moved out to Denver. When it's cold, the, the, the runs are just suppressed. You don't see as many. Yesterday, sun was out. It was warmed up. Boom, ball went out, 21 runs. So 
you know, it'll be a little cooler tonight. Uh, it's, it's not going to make me fade any of this. Obviously, the chalk offensively is going to be from this game. But are you leaning either way on Smith and Marquez? Are you going to play either one of these guys, Boggs? Uh, you know, I just don't think you need to to I think there's too much risk with Marquez I mean obviously for obvious reasons he's got much better numbers this season on the road um, you know again I think he's more of a, a guy you could consider on Fanduel where he's priced down to make it interesting uh, but I don't want to pay top dollar for him when there's a plethora of options tonight I just don't see the need to, to go there I mean you're out there in Denver it's not the altitude that just affects the distance carried on the ball it also affects the velocity moving the pitches so I just don't think you need to go there as with respect to Marquez and um, as far as Smith is concerned yeah I think he's a, he's a great tournament option a um, little bit risky because the Padres do have some power uh, but you know if you're looking at the matchup between Lucchese and Smith I think both are firmly in play but I would lean towards Smith in tournaments, whereas Lucchese, I think, is a better cash game play because he doesn't necessarily go deep into games, and the you know Miami doesn't strike out a whole lot. You know, the other uh, interesting thing about Coors Fields, the air, the ball's flying out. You see the the most recent cycles. Most of them are here at Coors Field. The outfield's just so big, man, gigantic outfield. And that's why you see a lot of doubles and triples uh, as well out of Coors. So we'll see about Marquez. We're dropping down now, uh, Brad Peacock again. You know, just for my own. Um, Kirkwood got me going on Yahoo a whole bunch, and I feel like you've got to have uh, two pitchers that really stand out, or you got no shot whatsoever. So we move down here. Is there anybody in that forty-four dollar range? Because there's a lot of them. Peacock, Houston at Oakland again, nice pitchers park. Um, Barreos just hadn't been the same guy. Kenta Maeda, who has been coming around against Philadelphia, only a couple lefties in that lineup, and then Fulty. Um, who you think is going to be a little chalkier tonight. We got him at 17% ownership. Let's start with Fulty and go up from there. Fulty, Maeda, Barrios, Peacock. Who stands out, if any? In that range, he's, uh, Fulty is the only one that does for me. I mean, sure, you could play Peacock, you could pay, play Maeda, but kind of like what I was talking to about Lucchese, these guys don't go deep into games. Uh, I think that they're maybe better suited for cash games. And this is a tournament show. Uh, so Fulty. Well, I do think he might be a little bit chalky. It's more based on the price. Um, you know, I'm not necessarily the biggest believer, but you don't really have to do a whole lot of convincing to me uh, to play a pitcher, right-handed pitcher with strikeout upside against this Detroit lineup who's losing their DH. All right, so you got that. And I I, I look at my ADA, and I kind of like the way the form's going right now. I think, you know, it's Dodger Stadium. They're not playing in Philadelphia the guy's pretty good against right-handers. Maeda is a guy uh, that I think has got to be in consideration. Looking uh, forward to seeing what your thoughts are that. And then again, Peacock and Barrios. Yeah, and again, it's uh, you know I just don't see a whole whole lot of upside from. Obviously, Barrios Rios got it, but um, it's a great ballpark shift for him. But the Rays are just a really tough lineup, and the same could really be said uh, about the Phillies and Oakland for that matter. So I can't, I really don't have a, a take really way. I, I, I would probably go down from, from those guys if you're not under Fulton Evich, um, or obviously do, do what you can to spend up. Yeah, and listen, my eight is pushing 30% K rate against right-handers, but maybe the ceiling isn't there like we were saying. So we moved down to 40. Here's, here's the guy to highlight. 
Zach Wheeler. And this is probably more of a, a cash game play. The ERA is high, but he's going deep into games. He's racking up strikeouts. I think you got Wheeler and Lucchese here between the two of them. Uh, San Diego going up against the Miami team uh, offensively, which is a bit challenged power-wise. They don't walk either. Wheeler going to Arizona. And, and really the numbers for Arizona, this Diamondback team has been crushing on the road. They kill left-handers too. I think the humidor might be working in Arizona, though, because the runs are down a little bit there. Wheeler, Lucchese. Can you go with either one of these guys in tournaments, though, given that we're looking at their ownership being above 20%? Yeah, I mean, I don't – you know, there's so many options tonight. Um, I, I just have a hard time seeing, you know, one particular pitcher really kind of just – leapfrog the field in terms of ownership so I wouldn't concern myself with ownership too much um and, and so yeah I think you can definitely play Wheeler in tournament and Lucchese again I, I I said Lucchese I think he's better suited for cash games but if you like the lineup that uh, that you're rolling out with I mean at the very least he's not gonna likely not gonna burn you so yeah, I'm seeing that I'm rolling over to, to play IQ real quick Arizona even though it's on the road again not worried about uh, playing in Phoenix anymore, a pitcher on the road. Don't see much much power here besides for Walker and Escobar, maybe Adam Jones. You know, Woba, nothing special here against right-handers as well. You've got some uh, you got some K potential there as you move from five through nine. I like Wheeler a lot, a whole bunch as a matter of fact. Maybe the lefties. You know, what are you going to see lefty though? Escobar, Dyson, uh, if Swihart's in the lineup tonight, big deal, Avila. Uh, Wheeler to me is setting up for another nice night. Yeah. And, you know, you could also make the case that I know that out there in Phoenix, it's, uh, uh, you know, it feels good. It's, it, it's hot, but it's, it's, it's dry weather. So don't concern yourself with all oh, that roof's open 97 degrees. The ball does fly and, and it does carry a lot more, even with the humidor when that roof is open out there. But this is also a team that it's their first game back uh, from course field. So they're going to have to get that little period of adjustment. Pitches are going to be moving and coming in a lot faster than they're used to seeing out there in a, for a four-game series or three-game series in Colorado. So, yeah, Wheeler is definitely uh, in a good spot here. It's just, uh, you know, is he going to beat himself? Uh, we got a U Darvish question here. So let's go to uh, the John Tom. And, again, we'll get to your YouTube questions here in just a second. You throw a question up there, like, and subscribe to our Roto Grinders channel on YouTube. We'll get to some of your questions, but just what about you? That's the question. We're going to get the Darvish. We're going to do it right now. He's 36 bucks on Yahoo. He's not slated for a lot of uh, ownership here. We're talking about a guy that I think lacks a ceiling to tell you the truth. And uh, you know, you Darvish's K prop is at five and a half. I'm not on you Darvish tonight. I think that if you are on you Darvish and he goes off, you're going to get a major leg up on the field. Any interest there in the Cubs right-hander? Well, you know, I mean, he certainly has a high ceiling, but we haven't really seen it outside of one start this year. Um, so it's really hard. I, I kind of agree with you the more I think about it. I mean, we know the stuff's there, but, you know, can he just, you know, get into a rhythm? And that's usually the case. He's just, you know, so damn deliberate out there, you know, takes his sweet-ass time in between pitches, and he just nibbles and nibbles and nibbles. And, this is really not a great matchup to do that against, you know, the Cardinals say what you will about how they've been swinging the bats lately, but they're still going to make him work. And because of that, again, we got a 15 game slate. Uh, I'm, I'm probably not going to be messing around with Darvish. 
Yeah, I just think there's a lot better options. I'm right there with you uh, on that. It was more of a DK question, but again, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going, I'm not going Darvish probably in quite a bit, uh, just about any of them, to tell you the truth. Again, if he goes off, then shame on me, but I don't have any Darvish tonight. Quick question from Yahoo. Uh, we'll finish up the pitching in just a second. Do you guys like some Dodger bats tonight? Well, that's a good question here. The Dodger bats. I always kind of, you know, it's the late game. It's out there in the West Coast. So a lot of the East Coasters aren't staying up for it. Maybe they don't follow it as well. I mean, really, if you're on Roto Grinders, you're digging into the numbers and everything. Uh, but what about a little uh, Dodgers action tonight on this 15-game slate? They put it to the Mets a couple of nights ago in a, in a comeback from behind victory. They could not get to Vargas last night. They did win. They scored a couple of runs. But now they got Philadelphia at home. And, and again, we talk about this. Maeda going up against Philadelphia. The Dodgers uh, looking at about five runs, projected just over five runs tonight. And that's a nice that's a nice little tally. I can look at that. Jake Arrieta, not the same guy he was a couple of years ago. Uh, I think it's, you know, one-offs here. But the Dodgers offense, you buying or selling? Well, you know, I think it's uh, somewhat interesting. I, I don't necessarily think that maybe they're as sneaky, so to speak, as you know, maybe, maybe a lot of people might thinking tonight. Uh-huh. Um, like a lot of people are taking note what they've been able to do against guys like DeGrom and Syndergaard. Uh, and certainly those guys are much better pitchers at this point in their career than Arietta. But Arietta is also a guy that is, I don't, know, I don't really like to pick on him. You know, he very r- rarely like absolutely implodes. Um, so a full stack, I'm not, I'll need to see the lineup, um, because without Turner, that lineup, you know, outside of guys like Bellinger, Seager, Muncy, Peterson, the bottom of that lineup doesn't really do it for me. Um, so I, I think it's maybe more of like a one-off with a Peterson. Um, obviously you can play Bennett Bellinger if you can afford him. And then where Seager's still cheap, uh, I never have a problem playing him. Nope, not whatsoever. All right, let's keep going here. Uh, we talked about Darvish. We got Duffy at 36. Arietta's not on my radar whatsoever. So it's the cheap stuff now. I mean, that's what it is. Tyler Skaggs at Seattle. I, I actually like some of the Seattle bats tonight. Nicholas uh, at the Cubs. Here's another one. I'm not. I'm just not seeing a lot of ceilings, and this is why they're priced down. But the guy I want to highlight here is Chris Archer going up against Milwaukee. At PNC, though, this is a, a nice little pitcher's park. The peripherals look pretty good for him. He's got a five-and-a-half K prop. Could you go with him as your SP2, Boggs? I think only if you absolutely have to. Um, and, you know, I don't even think you do um, on, on Yahoo. I mean, I was tinkering around, and believe me, if you want some Rockies, you don't have to – you're not going to be forced to, you know, mess around. Uh, with guys like like Archer, uh, you know, Skaggs, I, I just don't see the upside there. Um, obviously, the same QB said with Michaelis. Uh, and then, you know, with respect to Archer, he, I still have a hard time. Like, I'm not super excited about playing Milwaukee tonight. Um, I think he's going to turn it around, you know, just because I think he's a good pitcher. So I'm kind of just waiting for that to happen. Um, sure, you could jump – get ahead of that you know if he does if he's on um but at the same time it's it's still a tough matchup so uh, that game in general is just one that i'm having a hard time getting excited about either way who are we locking in as our sp2 then you want to go smith you want to go lacasey you want to go down a little bit maybe a little maeda anybody in particular stand out to you as our sp2 behind chris sale who really can break the slate uh well uh 
you know, I think right now it would probably be Wheeler. Doesn't matter if he's chalk. We're fine with that. We'll lock in Wheeler here. So we're gonna have about 13 bucks left. Gonna have to peel back on the on the off, really find a couple seven, eight dollar players, probably three guys that are real value in order to stick in a couple of those bats of course tonight. You feeling comfortable with that? Yeah, there's plenty of them. Very good. Uh, again, we'll take your questions from YouTube. If you're watching right now, make sure you like and subscribe to Roto Grinders YouTube channel. Smokey CA14 Escobar versus Wheeler. Let's see who wins. I mean, listen, Escobar can go get his home run. He could have two solo shots. If Wheeler's giving up three runs, he's probably giving up three runs, getting seven or eight Ks. I'll take that tonight. If he can get seven innings, three runs, eight Ks, I'm fine with that. So give me a little Zach Wheeler this evening. Over at first base. Okay, so now we're getting going here. You've got Josh Bell, lefty against Chassin. Chassin gets rocked by left-handers. Problem is you're paying up $27 there. Rizzo's red hot, $27. Yelich red hot. So we're, we're looking over here. We're going all positions. So if we start here at first base, though, Bell and Rizzo at the top. Then it's Crone, Freeman, Carlos Santana. With the bats at Coors, can you pay up here? I think, you know, Bell could be due for another huge night tonight at very low ownership. If you wanted to pivot off a couple of the, the Coors bats, to me, that would be the way to go. Uh, it'd be an interesting build. But any of these high-priced first basemen you could look at. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to disagree with anything you said, especially about Bell. He's obviously on an absolute tear. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just, again, uh, you know, a, a scenario where I'm not in love with that game. Uh, I think that Milwaukee, obviously, they have a great bullpen. Um, you know, they could bring in Hader at a moment's notice. And uh, in which case, you know, I don't care how hot Josh Bell has been. Um, it's you know lights out um so i i mean i think he's priced appropriately he's obviously like i said he's on he's on fire but uh i think i want to prioritize as many colorado bats as i can i just tinkered with a couple it's not going to be easy uh with, with the two pitches we picked but um so that's why we why we do it um so but again i mean yahoo you really got to have the pitching it's, it's completely opposite of DraftKings with two pitchers DraftKings, you can get away with having a zero basically at one, if your bats go off, you're going to be in the mix. I mean, you're not going to win the, you're not going to take the tournament down, but that's one way you got to have two big pitchers here. That's the way the site kind of lines up with Yahoo. I'm just going to go to points per dollar here at first base um, and see where we're at. And, you know, Dominic Smith at seven bucks, he's been crushing. I mean, here's a guy that struggled his first couple of seasons. He's come off, saw his position go away. Uh, Pete Alonzo beat him out. So he moved into the outfield. Dominic Smith, this is an interesting one. Christian Walker, again, they're heading home, but he's going up against a right-hander. Matt Adams with the Nationals. You mentioned him before the show. You've got some really lower-priced guys that I guess you could make an argument for. Um, can you make an argument, though, for Dom Smith or Christian Walker or Matt Adams? Because these are the top point-per-dollar point guys. Yeah, I don't necessarily know if Smith will be in on it tonight. I know he's obviously made that switch to outfield, but uh, kind of similar to Coors Field. Uh, the outfield in Arizona is very spacious. And what I've forget and for good reason, what I've noticed is the teams, you know, want their best fielding uh, options out there. So he might not crack the lineup, but then again, it is the Mets and they don't know what the hell they're doing. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and you know that, but if he is, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, I mean, Dom Smith, yeah, with a lot worse, but I, I would lean towards Adams. Okay, you'd lead toward Adams at $9. Let's just for the hell of it, go through some other, uh, some of the other players here. And I guess we'll go back to the salary. 
uh, Bell Rizzo. We're not going to pay up at first base is what I'm, I'm hearing from you right now. Daniel Murphy, 15 bucks tonight going up against Toronto had the walk off there. I think at $15, that's going to be kind of juicy, something I'm interested in. Um, and as we move down, uh, nothing really standing out to me to tell you the truth. So basically it's Matt Adams, or if you wanted to pay up, maybe go up to the $15, get yourself some Daniel Murphy, who I, I kind of find being a discount playing at course. Yeah, that's a nice price for him. Uh, certainly a guy that I wouldn't have a problem jamming in there. Um, again, I, I do like Adams. You could even throw Pierce in there in that discussion as well. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a position that I don't really think you have to spend up because the cheap options are are quality options, at least in my opinion. All right, let's lock in Adams. How does that sound to you? Let's do it. It'll bump us up a dollar. We got 14. Now we're not going to fill in the catcher position because we got to leave two open, but I think we should at least discuss it here. Um, Gary Sanchez going up against Chris Sale. He's 23 bucks. Uh, Grand Dog, it's Archer tonight. Not a great ballpark. You got Luke Roy at $17. He's been crushing. Just flip down here. Contreras has been hot. Um, I'm, I'm just, and how about this one? We'll look at the ceilings. Sanchez with the big ceiling. Ionetta again, Colorado. But then Buster Posey pops up here with a 12.82. Chirino's going up against Fires. Um, I have a hard time paying up a catcher just in general tonight with this slate, especially with the pitchers, but I thought it was worth bringing up there. And then you go down a point per dollar uh, Zanino against the right-hander doesn't do it to me too much uh, for me too much. As the Dio, he pops in a couple of different ways. Um, his projection is low. His ceiling's a little bit higher for catchers. He's at $7, man. in that twins lineup. I have a hard time just skipping over him. Yeah, definitely. Um, just actually noticed that line. Uh, and yeah, batting third. Likely going to go up against the hittable lefty in Beaks. Um, you know, I'm, I'm right there with you, though. It's definitely, you know, you want to punt the position, um, especially tonight. Would you take a shot on Casale going up against Corbin in that ballpark and the splits there for him? Uh, well, the splits keep going down. <laughs> so I don't necessarily buy into them. I think uh, every split is going. It's going down, but yeah. I mean, how about him looking at him? I, I don't hate it. Uh, again, I love that ballpark. One of my favorite for DFS purposes often gets overlooked. Um, and it's just an absolute band box. So yeah, I might lean towards Acidy. Obviously, Casali's got the better ballpark, but um, you know, Corbin's a pretty damn good pitcher. He's a really good pitcher is what it is. I, I'm highlighting out of your Molina here. He's been put on the DL. So it, it's not happening there. 12 bucks. He's not going up against Darvish tonight. He's on the IL. Excuse me. It's no more disabled. We have to say uh, injured list. So Yachty's not going to be there for any reason you want to actually roll him out tonight. That's just not going to happen. So uh, there you go. We gave you some options. Any other options at catcher? you'd like to bring up before we move on to our next question here in the chat? I just have to see a couple of lineups coming out, but you know, I, I'm definitely probably going to punt the position and, you know, and all the sides I'm playing tonight. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at a Caratini is batting seventh for the Cubs. Avila's batting eighth tonight. Posey is batting third. You know, he's up in the lineup like he normally is. Grandal's hitting fifth. Uh, these are just some of the, outside of that, we know what's going to happen to catcher, but as the Dio again, he's popping man. three. He's hit third tonight, the twins lineup. He's going to be surrounded by Kepler Polanco and then Rosario and Crone on the other side. He's just in a great spot. I think he should be chalky, but it's also well, our ownership says he's not going to be. It's not the worst thing. You, as long as you can differentiate yourself with three or four guys that are going to be under five percent or less, 
I think it's all right to go chalk there. Yeah, and yeah, I don't necessarily think he's going to be chalk. I mean, he's certainly yeah, he might be. I mean, this is a guy that he's he's very very overrated in my opinion. Uh, he's overrated. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he, you know, don't get on Twitter and uh, you know talk shit about Astadio to Twins fans. They think the guy's you know the next you know Joe Maurer or something like that. Uh, he's just not. He's just. He gets up there and he, he doesn't walk, he doesn't strike out, but eventually, you know, as soon as teams get more scouting on him, he's gonna he's gonna start struggling big time. All right, again, you can hit us up on our YouTube channel. We're not gonna fill in the catcher position. I think you uh, know a couple ways that we kind of brought up there, but we do have a question from the YouTube today and like and subscribe on that, and we'll get to some of your questions. Top five favorite stacks. I mean, that's that's a lot of stacks to get into. So let's keep it to maybe uh, three here, Boggs. And if you're looking at building here, cores, you've got the Rockies on one side. Can you consider going on the other side with Toronto? Is that a good way to go? There are some, there's some discounted Toronto hitters tonight too, on a couple different sites. Is Toronto one of the maybe top three or four stacks tonight? Uh, no, not in my opinion. Um, I'm having a hard time making them even in my top five. Um, I know it's Coors Field. Uh, I, I'm going to need to see the lineup before making a definitive decision on that. Um, you know, I, I never have a problem taking either side of the game. You know, I don't care if Marquez is pitching or anyone else, but you know, it's just a, it's a scenario where I want to see the lineup because this is a team that's not built for the national league. Um, they're going to lose one of their big bats in that lineup. Mm-hmm. And obviously a couple guys are banked up. So. I'll need to see the make make the see the lineup to make a definitive decision about that. But outside of Colorado, which I think is you know by far the top overall stack, um, I'm going right back to the well with Cleveland. You know, obviously they they shit the bed last night, uh, but I think recency bias could play into that. They're obviously pretty uh, marginally priced throughout most of the industry, and they've got a ton of potential against a weak pitcher in Cubby. Yeah, I think what's interesting here, just something I'm looking at, um, the Giants have nothing offensively that scares me at all, even though Andrew Kashner, basically everybody that Baltimore rolls out seems to get rocked. Although I was out here at the at Coors Field last weekend, and uh, David Hess shut him down for like five-plus innings where the bullpen came in and they rocked him down. And then it's, it's Pomerantz on the other side against the Orioles. Either one of these teams – can you see stacking tonight? Do they make your top five even? Uh, no, no, they don't. And it's mainly actually based on price. Uh, I know that there's some value for Baltimore. Or I'm sorry, uh, San Francisco. Uh, but, you know, they're priced that way for a reason. It's just a, it's a, it's a bad team. I think it's more of taking one-offs from either of these, these teams. And I just think Baltimore is a little bit uh, – overpriced especially on a site like DraftKings and you can even make the case that that's the same on Yahoo as well I want to head back to plate IQ here because I look at the Dodgers I wonder what you're interested in I kind of brought them up a little bit earlier you know Arietta. um the fly ball rate actually isn't bad especially to right-handers but in, in on the left-handed side the exit below popping up we're almost at 89 now uh the ISO the Woba a lot is showing up and you got Peterson and Muncie and Bellinger and Seeger. Um, I actually like a little Dodgers stack tonight. Maybe just three of those guys, not a full stack or anything like that. 
where are you sitting on the Dodgers? Yeah, definitely in play. Um, again, it's it's really the known quantities for me. I'm sure the kid Verdugo, he's a good little player, but you know, I, I only see the lineup again. It doesn't necessarily have to hinge on Turner being in there because you want the left-handed bats, but it'd be nice to see him in there. Um, because I mean, we saw the lineup last night. That's the reason they didn't go off. Uh, it's horrendous. But um, you know, these are the guys that profile well against right right-handers. I, I have some interest. Um, it's really kind of site dependent based on the pricing. Um, but yeah, it's 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 really. I'm just doing everything I can to get as many cores field bats in. And that's it. That's your big stack of the night. That's just get the cores bats in. You'll worry about the rest later. Pretty much. Is there a number two? I mean, who's the second tier there? Yeah, I like Cleveland, and I think as far as a, a maybe one that I think certainly might fly under the radar, but having a hard time to figure out necessarily why uh, uh, Washington, the left-handed Washington bats. I could see maybe not wanting to full stack, but, um, you know, Juan Soto, Adams, Eaton, the lefties against Molle. Um, I think they're in a great spot here going into Cincinnati. All right, so we talked about catcher. We talked about first base. We really haven't talked about the Colorado offensive players to this point. Um, I don't know if you think we're going to get to them here at second base, but, you know, paying up, if you if you want a left-hander, another left-hander from the Dodgers, Max Muncy could be hitting second. He could be hitting fifth. He's going to be in the top of that order uh, somewhere. I'm, I'm just going down here, and look who pops up, dude, against Jackson tonight, Ryan McMahon. Like, how do you pop up? How do you pass on a $12, a dozen for Ryan McMahon if he's hitting sixth, if he's hitting seventh tonight, if he's in the lineup, you got to think he's going to be against Edwin Jackson. It just stands out to me. Yeah, I guess the only reason you don't, you can't fit him in is if, you, if you're stacking one through five. Um, but yeah, definitely love the price tag on him. Um, and he's a good hitter. Uh, he's got a nice little swing. Um Edwin Jackson, he's he's got some reverse splits, or at least that's what the numbers indicate over the last couple of years. But I mean, he's just a hittable pitcher. Uh, I'm a big fan. You know, I, I love him. He, he just never seems to go away and just continues to play for team after team. Uh, but certainly not a guy uh, that that scares me because of some reverse splits tendencies. Um, obviously, the right-handed bat story, Arenado, you're playing because the the phenomenal hitters but I'm not afraid of any of the left-handed bats in this lineup. So is McMahon a guy we want to lock in, or can you go a little bit lower and start, you know, looking at some of the uh, the cheaper options, not to punt, but just to have some better, just to free up a little bit more salary. But again, I'm just looking at this here. And here's the interesting thing about McMahon. Check it out on Plate IQ. ISO, 122. Woba, 285. K-rate, up near 30%. So again, uh, we got a guy going up against a, uh, pitcher that is below average in the best hitters park in major league baseball. We also got some stats here that really don't back up why you would want to go with them. Can you sell me on McMahon? Or are we going elsewhere? Uh, yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, I think we're going to have to, um, you know, we're, we're paying up for pitching. So that means we're going to have to find some value. Uh, and if we want as many corch bats as we have, we're going to probably have to make a decision about Arenado or story. But okay. um, I think for the purposes of this lineup, we should definitely uh, consider using McMahon. All right, so let's lock him in. Second base, Ryan McMahon, our first quarter's uh, bat. So here we go. Let's move on to third and really have the discussion here. Arenado's sitting at 27 bucks. Story um, is sitting there at $24, so you're going to get a little discount. 
I don't know how you're going to lock both of them in. I just, I just have no idea how you're going to get both guys in and Chris Sale. So at third base, would you prefer Arenado or would you rather go to shortstop, get Story at 24? Is there any way we could stick both of them in? Uh, there's no way. <laughs> Believe me, I tried. Um, I mean, maybe there is, but uh, I didn't think there was. Because uh, my favorite bat not from the, the Rockies is golf tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. We can get there when we get to outfield. But uh, I think, you, you know, for the sake of this lineup, if you want Dahl in there, you're going to have to make a decision one way or the other. Um, for me, I think it's really would come down to which punt option at shortstop or third base stands out. Um, shortstop's the premium position, so as scary as it might be, I'd probably lean story. You're going to lean story, so we got to go low at third base. Uh, before we break down third base, I have been asked a question here. Because uh, Melissa wants you to wants to ask you, who do you have to win the cup? <laughs> well, you don't want to ask me, man. I've gotten all my picks so far in the postseason wrong, uh, but you know I don't want Crane to be taking any victory laps. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going with the bees. You're going with the bees. I'm just I'm so done with Boston sports. It's over. I did some radio in Boston for a while. They were losers. This was way back in 03. They were the worst thing ever. They couldn't take it. People were jumping off the bridge. And now all they do is win. So this new generation of people, these kids, they just don't know anything but winning. They don't know the suffering their parents and their older siblings knew. It's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. It's brutal. Um, here we go. Let's get to a couple more questions. I want to go back to Catcher real quick. It's a question from our YouTube channel. Like and subscribe there, or you're just going to miss out on so much. Luke Roy at catcher. That's all I got. Just a big question mark. Luke Roy at catcher. We did not bring him up. I don't know how you're going to get Coors Field, Bats, and Chris Sale in there, but it's $17. I think it's a decent matchup for Luke Roy against Leak. Would you consider it? Not on Yahoo. It's just simply priced up. Um, Yeah, and he's probably batting sixth. I don't have a problem with Luke Roy. I mean, Leak can hit by lefties and get hit by righties. But, um, yeah, I, I don't think on Yahoo uh, you mess around with it. All right, so back to third base. We're, we're, we want to try and get Story in there, so we need to go lower. Um, so tell me. I mean, give me give me some direction here, man. Where do we want to go? Uh, Colin Moran is at home. You don't like the, the ballpark, so that's somebody that I think we're just – cross off the list right away i don't like the term punt because you're going to want to find some production out of these guys but man uh price per dollar points per dollar i should say candelario is up top he's not forget about it who cares about that uh chesler cuthbert one of the great names in baseball arroyo is hitting uh fifth against barreos tonight i think that's an interesting name but i i don't see anything working there as drupal cabrera against the lefty duffy man help me out here this, we're trying to save money at third base, but there's a bunch of garbage. <laughs> well, there's some upside. I mean, it can is do we not have enough to to put Jose Ramirez in there? I think he's got a nice attractive price tag. Same could be said he's about sixteen tonight. Um, and then you know we don't have Bauer, who I think is going to be you know very chalky. So maybe Mancada could leverage that a little bit at twelve bucks. But yeah, for the most part. Um, if there were, was a punt option, it'd probably be Moran. But again, you know, I'm just not excited about him. Maybe it's Drupal, uh Cabrera. But um, yeah, I think Jose Ramirez is someone that stands out to me. All right, let's pop him in there. 
Real quick, uh, with Molina scratched and on the IL, we got Matt Wieters, um, who's been thrown back in the lineup. Wieters had a nice uh, couple of games recently. Um, I mean, he's got to be in here somewhere. Let me text him in. W, is it IE or EI? IE. IE? You think so? All right. Well, he's not even popping up here in our in our thing. So you tell me. I don't, I don't know what that means. But if Wieters is in there tonight, do we use him? I, I'm just gonna go straight to the page here. Is what I'm gonna have to do. Yeah, he's, he's ten. He's he's ten bucks. He's not minimum price. Um, you know, I don't hate it. I'd prefer. You know, I really want to play one offs from the Cardinals because, like we talked about, if Darvish is on, you know, whatever. But if he's if he's not, uh, that's when you want a full Cardinal stack. So I think he's probably better suited. Same same with Carpenter. Um, for those full stacks um but you know i wouldn't talk anyone off playing him i mean that whole the whole lineup is extremely cheap especially on yahoo well look bods here's where we are sale wheeler we gave you a couple names at um at catcher you know just to go back to catcher real quick and if you missed our discussion there can you go back and play this devin can you if you miss it can you do that i'm just gonna lock someone in for seven dollars um that would leave us 16 bucks per player so we're doing all right now uh, especially at shortstop we're just gonna go story we're locking them right in right yep i mean it's just uh, that's pretty simple i mean story might be the top play that we have all night tonight but if you want to pivot from story but let's see what your thoughts are on that glaber torres against sale i mean that's not a good matchup whatsoever if you like ramirez maybe lindor against dylan covey um zanda bogats against jay happ uh, Trey Turner at the top. You like the lefties with the Nationals. Uh, who stands out to you here at shortstop today besides for Trevor Story? Because it's almost I, I feel like both our eyes just went right to Story and said we got to get him our lineups tonight. Yeah, that's he's definitely you know clearly stands out to me. Um, you know I don't hate Trey Turner. Obviously he's got speed. Um, talked about how kind of would prefer the whole full stack instead of taking one offs. Uh, so not really that interested in DeYoung, but uh, going down, I, I think Seager, 14 bucks. Uh, if you're not playing Story, um, same, you can make a case for Andrus as well, but uh, Seager, that, that price tag is uh, it's pretty attractive. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's what, three bucks cheaper than Arenado over at a different position, obviously, but Story's the guy I'm looking at. Again, we still got about 15 minutes left in the show, so if you want to get a uh, your question, and not just on YouTube, we'll be happy to get to your questions right here as well on the Yahoo Tournament Show. So, uh, Boggs, let's see. We'll move over to the outfield. A lot of options. Let's just start at the top. Uh, if Story moves us down to $12, so we're going to have $13, $14 remaining. I mean, it, here's the question then. Do you want to pay up for a Coors bat? Uh, I don't even know if you've got – how many of the, the Coors outfielders are above $20 at this point? I don't even see anybody. Do you? Is there mm -hmm. anybody above $20 for the Coors outfielders this season? Nope. No. So you'll be able to stick them in. But if you did want to pay up in outfield, Yelich, Riley – Riley's just been going bananas. Uh, Bellinger, those are the three guys at the top. Can you rank those guys in order if you wanted to go off and, uh, and go a little different direction? Because all three – are projected for very low ownership. Yeah, I think it, it'd be between Yelich and Bellinger. Not taking anything away from the kid, Riley. And, you know, Atlanta, you could throw them in, in the conversation as teams that might fly under the radar. But um, that's a steep price to pay for a kid that's batting sixth. Um, 
So be between Yelich and Bellinger. I might lean Bellinger, uh, but um, yeah, I really can't make a definitive case either which way about it. All right, so lower, Austin Meadows just continues to rake here for the Rays. No Garcia and no Tommy Pham tonight, so uh, keep an eye on that. Gallo, always a play, I think, if you just need a home run. His teammate Hunter Pence is going nuts, but let's go back to Juan Soto, man. Don't we need a little bit of Nationals here in this lineup? If you love the Nationals so much, isn't Soto the guy to go to? Yeah, definitely. He's definitely one of my top tournament options. Um, Obviously, going to be expensive pretty much across the industry like the rest of the the nationals but the reason i like that is it's probably going to lower their ownership so i think it's an interesting spot he's obviously a great hitter um i like the nats tonight so i do like soto we could afford him soto's on fire too i mean let's see he's come back they really missed him in the lineup they had turner was gone for a little bit eaton was gone for a little bit rendon was banged up for a couple of games now they get everybody back. It's their bullpen that stinks. But, boy, that offense, going up against Maley in that, in that ballpark, I'm, I'm right there. Do we lock in Juan Soto, or do we need to find more value than that? We might need to find more value, right. um, but uh, we, we could try make it work. Nah, let's, uh, let's leave it open. I'll write down Soto's name, and maybe we'll come back to Soto in just a little bit. Then you get to the next tier. I mean, it, really, it's the same guys. Mike Trout's sitting at $22 right now, going up against Mike Lee. So Trout versus Soto. <laughs> it's, right? uh, I mean, Trout's going to have higher ownership because he's 22 bucks. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think, you know, in terms of a tournament, if you're thinking about ownership, yes, uh, you know, that, that's a case. Uh, but I'll, I'll say this, you know, Trout's going to get walked a lot. Team's pitching around him. Uh, Mike Leake's a guy that's still, you know, going to not, not really attack, go after him but he's going to live in the zone. That's what Mike Leake does. So I don't really see this one of those three, four, four walk games for Trout. Um, so I do have a lot more interest in him than uh, on some, ni- some nights when I, you know, fade him and hope for the best. But uh, yeah, it's, that's a, it's a bit of an egregious price for Trout. Uh, but hey, I mean, it is what it is. I love the Dodgers lefties tonight. We've been telling you this all day. <laughs> been doing this peterson's at 20 bucks low ownership uh and outside of that i mean i just don't see anybody above 20 dollars that i need to lock in maybe soto uh maybe trout at this point but besides for that paying up at, at those prices doesn't do anything for me so anybody else below 20 dollars is i'm just scrolling through lineup hq by the way this thing is absolutely amazing i love line hq and and over here in plate hq or IQ. If you're not into, if you're not using Plate IQ, I highly recommend it. There's just so much information there. But under twenty dollars, Eddie Rosario uh, up against Stanek, uh, Trey Mancini against <laughs> against Pomerantz. If you want to go that direction, Schwarber tonight at St. Louis against Nicholas. You got Haniger. Uh, Ronald Acuna is a guy that can light it up. He's going up against Turnbull. Any middle of the um, middle price guys that you think. You might be using tonight some tournaments and some multi-entry. Does Dahl count? <laughs> Dahl counts. Absolutely. I'm just going to go to him right now. I'll play 17 bucks. He's right there. Boom. We're locking him in. Yeah, Home not much more to say. I mean, he's he, he's continuing to hit. And, again, I like that whole lineup. I'm not afraid about the, the reverse splits for Jackson. 
Uh, I don't expect them to last very long in that game anyway. And that Blue Jays bullpen is not too good. If we go back and lock in our $7 catcher, whichever one you want, we're going to have $11 left. So I think we could probably go with another mid-tier outfielder and then start to have to really save some money. Um, so let's do this. I mean, mid-tier outfielder, as far as price goes, I would think we have to keep it $16, $17 or lower. And um, just you, you tell me if any of these names stand out to you. Ozuna. Marte, you go below Dahl here. Shohei Otani, which to me is more of a cash guy. Adam Eaton, lefty in Cincinnati. I know you like that a little bit. Um, any, any of those guys standing out to you, or we're going to have to go lower than that? Uh, well, I think maybe we should maybe punt, so to speak, one. With you want to go all the way down? Uh, no, not necessarily. I'm just saying in order to facilitate one of those guys. Okay. You know, Otani, uh, definitely it's going to turn things around soon he's definitely one that stands out i mentioned eaton um yeah like those those are the two that stand out in, in that in that price range but um depends on the lineup i think that there's a pretty good punt option uh it could be leading off minimum okay. price so a lead off batter punting going down we're under ten dollars with that would you say it's under eight. <laughs> under eight dollars. So seven dollars. So let's just lock in Scott Kinger, even though we're not going to use him. And that's going to leave us with uh, 11. And then again, another seven dollar uh, catcher here. Scroll down, just put in Caratini, even though we're not going to use him. And that means that we got $15 left. $15 left for our final player. All right. And to, to lock in. And that means we're going to the outfield and. We're going to have to make a decision. Can we find a guy for $15 or less? Or are we going to have to maybe mix up our lineup a little bit, go down at third base from $16 there? Um, that's the question. Maybe at our SP2. I don't know. But $15 or less, some guys showing up. I mean, Bryce Harper against Maeda, um, just on talent alone. Mazzara against Duffy. Here's Randall Gritchick is an interesting one at Coors Field. Just uh, $14, you can fit him in. Uh, what, what do you want to do here? Puig against the lefty and Corbin. That might be a little bit interesting. Alex Verdugo, a lefty against Arietta, but he's going to be hitting down in the lineup. So, Box, give me three or four guys that, that I just rolled off that we might want to at least narrow the pool down to. Well, I mean, Harper at that price tag, I mentioned, that, you know, the price tag and Trout's egregious. Uh, it's the same with Harper. He's actually starting to heat up, so – Price hasn't reflected how he's been swinging it recently. Um, obviously, not the most ideal matchup in the world, but uh, if you're afraid to play Harper at 15 bucks, um, you know I, I'd never be f uh, afraid to play him at that price. He's the guy that would clearly stand out. Uh, I like Grichik a little bit as well, um, kind of bringing it back with our at least mini Rocky stacks. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, definitely Harper at that price tag, and I don't think he'll be very highly owned. Well, yeah, Harper, we got a projected ownership of 4%. And uh, Jamino does a great job with that. So I'm going to buy that, that he's going to be under 5%. We'll go back to plate IQ again. You see Kenta Maeda. Then you got Harper, 241 ISO, 380 Woba. Everything's worked. Sure, he might K a couple of times. He's got a nice walk rate, too. Um, and he hits the ball in the air almost 40% of the time. So what's not to like about him, right? Yeah, again, it's not the most ideal matchup, but. It's not nothing to be afraid of. 
well, that might give people another reason that they're not going to go to them, um, which is something that I absolutely love. So here's what we got. We got Sale and Wheeler. We, we talked about the $7 min price catchers. Adams, to get that lefty from the Nats in there. McMahon from Colorado. Also, it's Story and Dahl. So we got three, three guys coming from Colorado tonight. Jose Ramirez at third, and then Bryce Harper. And we also discussed the minimum price outfielder. So there you go. Want to get some questions from the chat. Again, you can get in right now. We only got a couple minutes left in the show. Uh, the John Tom, quick question. Nicky Lopez and Acuna or McMahon and Mazzara? Ooh. I'm having a tough time passing up McMahon and then Mazzara in that lineup tonight. Yeah. Uh, don't love Mazzara. Um, yeah, I'd probably... Do you love Lopez Acuna? I mean... Not particularly, but I, I think I would lean, lean it. Uh, you know, obviously leading off, and then you know, uh, I don't expect Turnbull kid for Detroit to last very long. Um, so I might lean to that first combination. Um, that's just my take. Lopez Acuna. Lopez Acuna. Lopez Acuna is the way you're going. I'll go McMahon Mazzara, just so we can be different. I just don't want to be the same as you, Boggs. You're just too successful for me, and I want to I want to continue to lose a lot of money. How's that sound? Sounds good to me. I'm actually up a little bit this year, so uh, we'll see. Baseball. How, how long till football season? I think it was 90 days, uh, maybe even like 80 days until the preseason. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, YouTube question. Like, subscribe. Rotor Grinders on YouTube. Favorite pieces of a Boston stack? Ooh, I kind of like that question. Favorite pieces of a Boston stack tonight? Uh, they're not going to have to face um, the big guy in Chris Sale. They can go the other way. They got Jay Happ. So here we go uh, with Boston. Let's get into this, Boggs, and I will get to the order this way. One, so Betts, Ben Attendee. I think this is some of the best pricing that we've seen from the Red Sox recently. Some of these guys, Martinez is back to 21 bucks. Um, Bogart's 21, Devers 25. Then we get down. You want to save some money. Steve Pierce, $8. Jackie Bradley, $12. Uh, not a good matchup for him. Sandy Leone, no reason to really go after him. Uh, give me two or three guys in a Boston stack. If that's the way you're going to go. I mean, it would still be the known quantities. Um, that's, J.D. Martinez, Bogarts, and then Pierce. Um, I don't have a, nothing to take away from Ben Attendee, Devers, but um, I have a hard time picking anyone against a left-handed pitcher outside of Betts and J.D. Martinez. You want to give me a couple home run calls tonight? I think Juan Soto hits a home run. Juan Soto. Um Besides for Soto and Story, I mean, these are the two guys. I'm going to go Josh Bell. I don't know how much ownership he is going to have. I love the matchup against Chassin. I don't care about the ballpark. This guy just hits it. He's hit it into the, the river like six times, it seems like. Josh Bell is my guy I'm going to. 100% there. And uh, we also put a guy in the lineup that I think is going to go deep. He's playing outfield for 17 bucks. David Dahl is my other guy. Love David Dahl. Yeah. He's really changed that whole Colorado lineup this year. Now that he's finally hitting. Um, from YouTube, cash lock hitters for Yahoo Core. I mean, I guess from the guys that we've already put in there, Boggs, who's the core? Story, Dahl, McMahon, and Adams? Would you say that? Yeah, I'd say that. So one Washington lefty and a couple of, uh, a couple of Rockies there. 
So, I mean, that's it. We've really gone through the whole thing. We're coming up on a full hour of the show. I do want to let you know something, though, Boggs, since uh, we can talk about other things besides for baseball now, since we just spent a whole hour on it. I just got stung by a bee. 40 years, first time I ever got stung by a bee. You ever been stung by a bee? Yeah, and even worse, I've been bit by a wasp. Uh, that's I guess that's always... what it was. I got bit by a wasp. I thought it stung me. That's what happens. They, get, they bite you, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And Dude, it, that uh... hurt. Yeah, it uh, was not very fun when I was 12, I think I was, or 10. I forget how old I was, but uh, I'll never forget it. it was, That's uh, the only time you got bit or stung by anything? I think I've been stung. I don't know. You know I'm out here in California. There's a lot of sun. So I get stung before bumblebees and whatnot. But Bumble yeah, definitely a wasp, man. Yeah, Sting. bumblebees are nice. Rattlesnakes, uh, scorpions, anything else I should no. know about? No. All right, Boggs pleasure working with you um by the way our uh, our producer devin i got you both beat wasp went up my nose as a child and stung me oh devin wow that's disgusting that's horrible man yeah. bad for you not really i mean uh <laughs> do you imagine a wasp how'd you get it out devin that's what i want to know how's a wasp crawl up your nose and sting you that's disgusting absolutely awful all right. He's wearing a tank top today. You've scarred me as much with your tank top, Devin, and your chest hair coming out of your armpits. Um, what is it? Your your chest fro and your – what is it from Step Brothers? Chest pubes down to your ball fro. That's what it was. And that's how I'm going to leave this show for you today. Boggs, take care of yourself, buddy. Good luck. I hope everything works out for you tonight. And then this weekend, it was a pleasure working with you. Yep, it was fun. All right, for Devin, who uh, took a wasp in his nose as a child, and me, holy cushion, who got bit by a wasp today or stung or whatever the hell it was. Have a good time, Yahoo. We got a whole lineup of shows coming up next. And don't forget to like and subscribe our YouTube channel. And uh, we'll always get to your questions there with that. All right. So take care of yourself, everybody, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Oh, anything you want to plug? Because I want to plug my uh, Roto Grinder Sports Betting Podcast. Me and Thomas Casale have a fun little podcast we do every week. Roto Grinder Sports Betting Podcast. You can like and subscribe and do all the stuff with that. We broke down the NBA Finals this week, uh, but also did some NFL MVP futures this week and uh, why I don't like Pat Mahomes repeat. What do you got going on, Boggs? Nothing? Not much. <laughs> That's, That's a pretty good way to end it. That's what I thought. Take care, guys. We'll catch you next time. going on everybody brick divine here from roto grinders to talk you through some new additions to the lineup builder that can hopefully help you make some better lineups uh, along with some ideas on how to best use these uh, the first thing we've done here is we've changed the randomness or what we call the range of outcomes uh, for baseball so what this has done before you used to just have one slider and if you had a guy who was set at 10 fantasy points, you can kind of see on the tooltip here, and you set the range of outcomes at 10%, every time a lineup was made, it would now give him a projection somewhere between 9 
and 11. So a 10% on either end of that 10 range. Uh, what we've done for baseball is sometimes I think hitters have quite a bit more variance than pitchers. And if you agree with me on that, we now have different range of outcomes for both hitters and pitchers. Uh, I tend to set my range of outcomes for batters a little bit higher. I tend to set my range of outcomes for pitchers a little bit lower. So what this would allow is somebody like Blake Snell, uh, who we have uh, projected, let me switch back to the bat here real quick, uh, at around, let's just say 20 fantasy points, exactly 20 fantasy points, look at that. So on the build rules, what the pitcher range of outcome does is if he had 20 fantasy points, it gives him a range in the lineup builder of 20% on either end of that. So that would be between 16 and 24. Every single time a lineup is made in the lineup builder, Blake Snell would get uh, some number in that range. Where for hitters, where we think there's a little bit more, uh, a bigger range of outcomes, right? A hitter can get zero, a hitter can get 45. There's a lot of different outcomes for hitters. So now we can actually make hitters have a little bit wider variance every time a lineups gets made. And I think this is really good and should help make uh, some better lineups for you guys out there. Um, I would typically set somewhere in the 30 to 40 range, I think is good for me on batters and pitchers anywhere in the, in the 20 to 30 is typically what I use. You can play around with these uh, and it all depends on your type of play style and what you want. Um, but that's a couple of tips you know, if I had to, to do something, I think something like this right here uh, is what I typically use when I make lineups. Uh, the other thing we've recently added is ownership settings. Um, we've given you a min and a max. And let me just kind of show you what this looks like. If I just make, uh, you can see I've got, uh, I, I can make a couple of stacks here really quick for tonight. Uh, so I've got some five, three stacks queued up. And this is with no min max. Um, I haven't done anything to the player pool or anything like that. Uh, if I just build 10 lineups, it'll take about, oh, maybe 20 seconds or so for the lineup builder uh, to kick these out. You'll see that without limiting the player pool, oh, this is on the early slate anyway. Um, without limiting the player pool, you know, we can see we get ownership pretty high in the 170 range. We get a, a lot of lineups like that. And I got to be honest, when I'm making tournament teams, I don't want anything that really looks like a chalk lineup. So what I always like to do is I like to see what, it, what, it, what ownerships are getting kicked out on my lineups with no settings. And then I like to reduce that quite a bit to, to get some more lineups that uh, have a little bit more variance to them that are a little bit lower owned so that I'm just fighting less people in the field with the lineups that I make. You know, if I make this lineup, there's going to be a whole bunch of other people with Colorado stacks just like mine, probably paired with some Washington stacks. And instead of fighting uh, a thousand people in the tournament that might have a lineup that looks pretty similar to this, if I lower the ownership, maybe I'm only fighting a hundred people that have a lineup that looks some, something very similar to what I have. Uh, so what I do, you know, if this, if I saw about a 175, uh, I would probably go back to my build rules and I would set something of a cap, maybe of around like a 130. Um, it's just going to give me, it still allows me to use some chalk players, but when those chalk players are in lineups, now it's going to automatically fill my team with players that aren't as highly owned kind of around my chalk players. 
And on the other side too, you won't get this too often, but you really don't want a lineup full of one percenters either. So I typically set a minimum ownership of about 50% on most reasonably sized slates. I just, I just don't want two low owned pitchers with a low owned stack and a couple of low owned one-offs. I think that's getting a little too far off the board. I just like to assure that I'm not playing the most chalky lineups. And I like to assure that I'm not playing the most obscure lineups. Uh, so you can see here, if I, if I make a couple of stacks like this, you know, we were up in the 170s, the 175s for ownership. And now we really shouldn't see any lineup over 130% total, total ownership on that. So you can see here, it's giving me, you know, it, it just threw in a couple different pitchers. It threw in a couple lower owned players as well. And now my lineups are looking a little bit different than the rest of the field simply because I'm just not stacking up the two chalkiest players. Uh, another rule of thumb uh, if you're trying to determine ownership is kind of something I do is I'll look at the projected ownership for the top two pitchers. I'll add those together. So in this case, it would be 67. Uh, and then I'll take the, the top three or four hitters too. So if I go, uh, I can bring up my calculator. I don't know if you can see that, but we were at 67 uh, and then the hitters, 27, 25, 24. We're at like 143 with the top three hitters. That's kind of another reason to do that. So I, I chose 130 here, but I think 140 is also simple. I just don't want the, the pure chalk in all of my tournament builds. So I use this every time uh, I make tournament teams on the lineup builder. Um, I limit the, uh, the minimum. Uh, I don't want all one-off teams. And I, I definitely go below the overall total, total ownership. So I just want to go over this once again. Uh, how I use this because this is a very powerful tool that we've created for you. So again, this is what it looks like normally. If I make 10 lineups with a min-max of zero, you're just playing basically the best stacks. This is if you haven't done anything to your player pool. I will go in and, and limit a lot of things on my player pool as well. Um, you don't have to do that if you don't want to. Um, you could use kind of this tool to do some of the limiting for you. But you'll see here, as soon as the lineup builder finishes making the lineups, again, 169 ownership, 169, 150, uh, 177, right? These are very chalky teams, teams that are very likely to look like what some of your opponents might have out there today. So just to alleviate that, you can set the max. Uh, you know, I chose a number of 130. And then I also set a minimum to, uh, I think 50 is a pretty reasonable number. And it just allows you to make non ultra chalk lineups in your tournament builds based off our projected ownership. Um, the projected ownership we provides um, pretty accurate and it allows you to just kind of differentiate yourself a little from, you know, in the algorithms, if you're making a hundred, hundred lineups and you want to assure that none of them are ultra chalky, this is a very easy way to do that. And it's something I use uh, all the time when I'm MMEing uh, on the lineup builder. So those are just some, uh, a couple of quick, uh, additions we've made uh, in, in recent days uh, on the lineup builder. Uh, I do want to note, I've been told the range of outcomes uh, will carry forward to some other sports. So for football, you know, quarterbacks, receivers, you know, receivers have a lot of variants. Maybe you'll want a higher range of outcomes on them or quarterbacks have a lower range of outcomes. You'll be able to do that. Uh, I've been told that's in the works as well. So you'll have that to look forward to uh, for other sports as well. And the ownership tool um, that's been there through football, I believe. But if you haven't uh, figured it out yet, uh, here's a quick tutorial for you. That's all I got for you today. Thanks for watching. Uh, once again, I'm Britt, and we out you.
What's going on, Rotor Grinders? Dean here. It's Dean 7904. If you want to get all technical, I mean, it's 5 o'clock on the dot on the East Coast, 2 o'clock on the, uh, the West Coast. That'd be 4 o'clock Tennessee time. Of course, it's time for the flagship show here at Rotor Grinders. It's called Grinders Live. It's sponsored by Fantasy Draft. And joining me today, it's the chopper of heads, the wearer of copper fit, the eater of cereal. Chopper, yeah. what's going on, dude? Got it, Got it all. But, uh, Fantastic. It's Friday, so you know I love doing these Friday shows. I get a lot of them, but I like sitting off into the weekend on a high note, Dean. I mean, so much good stuff. And Dean, we got so many things to talk. I know it's a big slate, but we got a couple talking points we need to get to, too, Dean. I mean, my goodness. Okay. Well, first of all, uh, you, you're a busy man today. You did for premium. Uh, I think you recorded the basketball podcast for tomorrow, which I guess is game two. It was over the weekend. Uh, and also, didn't you're stepping in a Beer makers fan, I guess he's taking a little siesta on vacation or something like that. But you've been doing the six pack as well too. So, Chop, you got to be exhausted. It's coming to an end. Today was the, the 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 last of a tough week, and yes, I did the six pack three times this week. Last, I think Tuesday I did it, and it was oh yeah, we knocked it out the park on Tuesday with Ooh. the Yahoo pricing. So, we did real well. Uh, hopefully, we get some good run tonight too, man. 
What did you want to talk about? What are your talking points? You do First a 15 gamer. I haven't got to do a, a live show like this since the news came down that Roto Grinders has now sold a good portion of the company to another uh, another entity. So haven't I uh, haven't got a chance to really give out you know all my uh, congratulations to the guys who who started this thing. I've been here since basically the beginning, man. I've seen them all and and the progress they've made. And I know. Uh, I don't know if he'd want me to share this story, but I'm going to share it anyway. Just this brief story about Cal Spears. He started this company, if you didn't know. He actually got his start in uh, the uh, entrepreneurial business by a company called Cal's Pears, where he did produce. But that's another story. That's where he kind of earned his thing. So luckily for him, I'm, I'm happy for him. Let's buy produce, but go ahead. Yeah, that's a yeah, good Cal's Pears, because he's Cal Spears. So yeah. anyways. Luckily for him, this this merger came just at the right time. Well, not even a merger, an outright buy. Because, you know, he was telling me just a couple of weeks ago how he was on hard times, man. His, his bank account was dwindling down to $2.3 and he just didn't have enough to live on and just couldn't figure it all out. And then, luckily, he gets to pad those pockets with another 9 or $10 million here. So good for him, man. I'm, I'm happy it all worked out for him. There you go. I'm glad we got that in. <laughs> Yeah, I give him a good hard time. Those guys, they they earned it though. They did good. Dean, yeah. I got another. I got another one for you, Dean. Sure. Tonight, it snuck up on people. They're not. There's not enough fanfare about this. Tonight is Deadwood the movie. After about twelve or thirteen years since the show's ended, and it ended abruptly. We didn't get an ending to it, so we get a movie tonight. Deadwood. I'm 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 so I'm so excited about that. I've I've never seen it. I hear it's excellent. Uh, I'm told it's good. It's on the list. You know, HBO always you know a uh, great uh, track record. Obviously, it's weird. Why is it coming out on a Friday night? Like, why is it not like their big Saturday night debut? That's kind of strange. Is it not good? Because well, Saturdays they usually uh, pop out the uh, the new release movies like from the theaters and stuff. So maybe they're just yeah. Then they do have one tomorrow night. So uh, maybe this is just the Deadwood night. I'm I'm happy for it. I'm I'm, I'm glad, man. I'm I'm really looking forward to putting a cap on that franchise. You get to stay in tonight. You don't have to go out to Redbox. That's the yeah, there's no Redbox tonight. We're doing just do the popcorn and uh, and watch it on HBO. What, what flavor of popcorn are we working tonight? I know you have all sorts of uh, oh, options. I mean, I, I'm a – just give me the regular theater-style butter or kettle corn, either or, and I'm good. So tonight's just straight-up butter. And is the cotton candy, is that going down tonight as well or no? Can't do that every week. That was a good run last week. The cotton candy head got to cut back on it now. So I'm just, I mean, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm good with the regular flavor of popcorn and cotton candy. I know some of the guys here at RG would prefer the tube steak flavor. I'm not into that. <laughs> I mean, I, I know your buddies are, I'm not into that, but yeah, it is. Shout out to the pre-show conversation. Uh, <laughs> it's a little callback for D train only. Uh, drop, that, drop that link, Dean. Drop that link. It, it'll drop on Twitter. How about that? We'll drop it on Twitter later on. Tonight. Everybody, get over to Dean's Twitter after the show. He's got a phenomenal link for you. <laughs> oh, just see how oblivious uh, Big T and uh, Stevie are. I thought they knew slang, but apparently not so much. It has not cracked uh, Kentucky just yet. But um, but though you mentioned Deadwood, we're, we're bringing back uh, back uh, rackets. They're, they're going to come back. Uh, I think we're, the, the committee is going to meet. Uh, you know, we're going to do the polls on the Twitter machine as far as. Best TV show. Well, I don't, does it crack the top 64? Does it make it? Maybe it's a playing game. I'm not really sure. It'll be up to the committee. We'll see how that goes down, Chopper. But uh, again, this is a 15 gamer, a lot going down tonight. Uh, Going to get in as much in as possible. Obviously, we have a course game, then a completely absurd total. Uh, Edwin Jackson is still, he's still throwing baseballs for like his 16th team in the majors or so or something like that. He's played for like 16 teams 
like on four different continents or something like that. He's played all over the world and he's still kind of sort of sticking around. And remember he once famously threw a no hitter with like 140 pitches and like eight walks. That was good times. That's that happened. Like, I don't know. That was, it's been a while since that's probably not happened tonight. Not going to throw a second no hitter. Then the other part here, as far as the slate chopper is there's so many good starting pitchers. Uh, of course, Chris Sale got rained out yesterday, so he's going to come back tonight versus the Yankees. Corbin, uh, the, the highest price, uh, you know, guy on the slate there against Cincinnati. Uh, you know, we got Caleb Smith, who's been awesome this year. Uh, Marquez for Colorado. I, of course, he's at home in Colorado. That's not particularly appealing, but you know, Toronto's not this great team, and you know, they are losing their DH. Of course, they're getting an upgrade there. You know, swinging cores, but depending on where you're shopping, you know, that's kind of baked into the price. Jose Barrios, Wheeler. Uh, you got to pick on the Mar- Marlins with Lucchese. We have an underpriced, again, depending on where you're shopping, Trevor Bauer seems too cheap. How do we whittle this down, Chop? Because it's a, it's a great slate for tournaments, for cash. I'm a little bit uh, – I don't know where to start as far as my pitchers. I mean, I guess we have different POVs of, uh, of the pitching because I didn't find it all that, all that attractive. So I've got my, my list narrowed down to three guys that I really like. Okay, what are you going to share those three guys with us? Oh, we're starting the show already? This is the show. <laughs> oh, I thought we were just shooting the breeze here. Yeah. Okay, I just so. want to keep talking about what. <laughs> 15, why not? These 15 games, we can whip through that in about 10 minutes. Proteus. <laughs> so, the number one guy I got on my list tonight, strictly GPP. This is not a cash game option, but I'm going Jose Barrios because I did not like the upper tier. I don't necessarily like, I mean, Chris Sale's fine. That's fine. You know, Patrick Corbin is, is okay. A little bit too much on the price for me. And then I think there's a pretty big drop-off, and there's some good pitchers after that. Not great. No, no must-starts. So Barrios kind of rounds out at the bottom tier of those really good pitchers at uh, 9300 on DraftKings. Uh, fair price on Fantasy Draft. And uh, Tampa Bay, so he gets a good ballpark. He gets a uh, – a good matchup here. I mean, I know they can score some runs, but uh, with they're missing a couple of guys we talked about pre-show, lineup may be a tad bit watered down, and even if not, it still features – I have to do a double check now since we got the lineup, but last I looked, the projected lineup had eight high strikeout hitters in it. So I think there's room for upside for Barrios. It's a GPP play. He's my number one today. Yeah, and I think that's uh, a pretty contrarian take. I know the ballpark's great, obviously, and Tampa has kind of a weak lineup. But uh, Tommy Pham is out for what it's worth, and they did get Mike Zanino back, but that's a good thing because he strikes out a ton, but he's not banging out homers. Uh, and there's somebody else missing, too. Abbasale Garcia was also scratched, too. And you talk about as far as uh, high K guys, you fire up the plate IQ, you see the red, you see the green. Uh, seven of these uh, guys uh, pop as far as red or pinkish hue to some extent. Meadows at 19.7%, not a big K guy. He's also raking for what it's worth getting off and already at the bottom. Uh, not a big strikeout guy either. For what it's worth, he's not good either. So you're not afraid of him. Uh, but collectively, 25.2%. As far as, uh, yeah, Patrick Corbin against Cincinnati, like that's not a, a heavy strikeout lineup. And he's the most expensive guy on the slate. There's so many other pivots. So I'm not playing nearly enough lineups to, to get Patrick Corbin. Like he's fine. I'm not going to tell you you can't play him, but I'm not. Uh, I, I mean, I'd rather play other guys straight up and he's the most expensive player on the board so you know, look at Cincinnati uh, chopper 16.2 percent collectively as far as striking out versus lefties the last two years that number is terrible uh you know Senzel obviously he's got a low number it's you know it's a small sample size but you know uh, so far but 8.1 percent you know what's the first baseman staying there for Cincinnati Joey Bato. yeah he's not great but he's actually striking out 21.5 percent great I mean he's not we want him to be better don't we he cares too much about walks 
I mean, in real life, that's good. Fantasy, not as much. Uh, what about, so there's a couple of the guys that are kind of sort of interesting that are sort of popping to me. You, you fire up, I assume. Okay, well, how about this? You said there's three guys. One of the guys was, uh, was Barrios, and I think that's off the board. Also, I like him at home more so than on the road, despite the fact it's a positive ballpark there. Um, you know, pitchers are fickle. They, they, they like their mound the way they like their mound. They're used to their home mound. And I'm not really sure if Tampa's got a good mound or a bad mound, and it's probably, you know, pitcher-specific uh, as to, you know, taste. Uh, I, I get it in tournaments. I'm just probably not getting there. Who are the other two? Give me one more of those guys. Joey Lucchese would be the next guy as far as salary on the list. Uh, they're separated by Trevor Bauer. And Trevor Bauer is a nice option, but uh, I think I want Lucchese at the lowest of – opposing team total on the board against Miami, a team I'll pick on all the time. Now, I don't love Lucchese's talent. He's okay. But uh, I can't ignore, you know, uh, barely over a three as a team total against him. So I can I can get behind that. You know, decent strikeout rate. Uh, it's a good environment to hit if, you know, like, I mean, it's a good environment to pitch in, not to hit in. So, yeah, Lucchese is a guy that uh, I'm kind of eyeballing here. My concern with Lucchese, Chop, a couple things. Uh, yes, the Marlins, the Marlins are terrible. Completely agree the Marlins are terrible. I think you're walking away on me, so I better go on a little uh, rant here as far as uh, Lucchese. I'm here. I'm here. I, I like him. He's perfectly fine. I forget you're at a standing desk, so you, you kind of meander as uh, I kind of yap on. Uh, of course, he crushed last time out in, in Toronto. He, had, he racked up those Ks as far as the K percentage last two years. We're looking at 26%. That's pretty positive. We don't want Marlins line up just yet, Chop, but – it's going to be full of righties and righties that don't really strike out a ton, especially if guys like Rojas and Prado crack the lineup. Rojas strikes out at 4.6% of the time last two years. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, 7.6% of the time. Prado at 4.6%, collectively at 19.4%. It's, it's you know, not a lot of Ks there. And the other issue, of course, Lucchese, they don't allow him to go deep, Chop. Last time out, uh, this is a game he was absolutely cruising. and They let him go 95 pitches, 11 strikeouts there versus Toronto, but – before that against Pittsburgh, <clears throat> seven innings, 77 pitches. That's it. Uh, in Colorado, they let him throw 71 pitches, and he was pitching well. He was pitching fine. Uh, 100 before that, before that, 84, 92, 89. The point is they don't allow him to go very deep, and Ks are king. Ks, Ks are huge when it comes to pitchers, especially so even the good pitchers are giving up runs these days. Uh, we have to get as many strikeouts as possible. And this Marlins lineup just does not strike out a ton. From a run prevention perspective, yeah, I like him. I just don't know what the upside is, and he's not that cheap. That's that's my case against Lucchese. He's fine. I'm just probably not going to get there. Yeah, fair enough. I get it. You think there's going to be a lack of strikeouts? So I could live with that. Uh, the way this pitching has gone this year in Major League Baseball, you know, I could almost live with this price guy going out there and giving up just, you know, maybe an earned run in six six innings, earned run, just a fair amount of Ks. I think that might get you by, you know, just, I don't know. I haven't seen a lot of lot to make me want to pay up for elite pitching. So this is the kind of the range. I mean, you know, he's, he's sandwiched around like Trevor Bauer. I mean, Bauer has some upside, but a lot of downside these days too. He's not the same guy he was. Uh, Zach Wheeler, who – He's shown some good games as the next guy, you know, on the list after him. That's a that's a like a, a very up and down pitcher too at times. So I don't know, man. He just kind of mingles in there for me. I'd almost rather have the safety and cash games of knowing that he's probably not going to get shelled at all, whereas the rest of these guys absolutely could get shelled. I mean, Bauer is the one that's the most tempting because of the price and the matchup, and like we've seen the pedigree and we've seen his upside. And obviously, he's not been great of late. He's walking too many guys. 
<clears throat> but, you know, you, again, you fire up the play that you as far as, you know, this Chicago team, 24.5% collectively striking up for Spritey's Bauer as a 29.6% K rate the last two years. Uh, the tricky part with Bauer, especially of late, has been the walks. It's a little bit too high. But if you look at the Chicago side shop, who's going to draw a walk outside of like Alonzo and Makata? Collectively, this team is not patient. 6.7% as far as taking walks the last two years versus righties. That's really low. I've not seen uh, the umpire data just yet. Definitely want to fire that up on the uh, – maybe we'll show that in the screen share later and see what kind of umpires are popping as far as extreme pitchers, umpires, or extreme hitters, umpires. That factors in to some extent. But I just think the discount is too good. Uh, and he's probably uh, – look, I get it, fading him in tournaments. Absolutely, he hasn't been right. And who knows what's going on there exactly. The Chicago does have some power on the actually get a hold of it. We saw last night versus Carrasco. That could go down for sure. But uh, it's all sort of baked in for me, Chops. So fantasy draft. Uh, DK, I think he's probably the first pitcher you play in cash, but he might be the first guy I'm not playing in tournaments. I don't know. I have not decided just yet because there's so many good pivots. Because you say, I'm not going to play the guy in tournaments. Okay, who are the pivots? There are a lot. Uh, did you mention Caleb Smith? You talked about Lucchese. You mentioned Smith on your side. We have not got to Caleb Smith yet, Dean. What's your take? Yeah, he's fine. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's priced up above the couple of guys that I've mentioned already so far. So because of that, it's not like you know, he's a, he's a good pitcher. You know, he's a good pitcher. Nice uh, 29.5% strikeout rate over the last couple of years. I get it. Solid. Uh, the price tag drives me off a little bit tonight, just a little bit. We don't have the lineup just yet, but we're anticipating, you know, collectively that the San Diego lineup's going to strike out a bunch, going to be a bunch of righties. And you see Kev Smith lefty versus a bunch of righties. In theory, oh, wow, that's going to be tough. Just like, you know, generic, you know, lefty versus generic righties. But if you look at this season, Caleb Smith has struck out 34.4% of righties for what it's worth. Now, there's more risk versus reward because he's been giving up a lot more power against righties, too. As ISO is 208 versus righties, ISO versus lefties is 100, which is fantastic. Uh, the Wobo has been a check, though, for what it's worth as far as 284 against righties. That's really solid. Uh, I like him for tournaments. I don't think I'm going to get there in cash games. But I think there's definitely uh, a big K upside as far as Caleb Smith against a bunch of righties here on the San Diego team. Uh, who else is kind of worth talking about? Wheeler versus Arizona, perfectly fine. Fulton Evich versus the Detroit team that's losing their DH. That's uh, my third guy. Okay, well, t- talk to me about Fulton. Yeah, it's a good, it's a, it's an under four team total. That's uh, a highlight on this slate. That's good. Uh, it's a solid pitcher. Uh, Detroit's not anything to fear when you pull up the numbers this year on offense. So I'm not worried about that. A fair number of strikeouts for him. I mean, he just fits the $8,500 on DraftKings fits the profile of the kind of guy I want to go after. There's obviously the upside. He's shown it this year, last year. So he's the kind of guy I want to have in my lineup tonight. Yeah, I was dealing with some injuries. Last year, his K rate was probably too high. And this year, you know, it's probably somewhere in the middle. Um, He bounced back last game. And to be fair, he bounced back last game, but he got really lucky as far as hard hits. I think he was, the hard hits was like 67% or something like that. So the ball, when it was hit hard, was basically hit at somebody. Uh, like the K rate's not been good this year. But again, we, uh, you, you get the plate IQ here, Chop, as far as Detroit, right? It's all red when it comes to strikeouts, with the exception of Miguel Cabrera, who strikes out just 21.1% of the time. Uh, it, there, it, there's a massive uh, potential as far as K's here for Fulton Ed, which again, 16.6% is not particularly appealing. That's what it is this year. But last year was like 27%, probably somewhere in the middle, I suppose. Uh, but if you break it down as far as versus righties, versus lefties, it's basically the same this year. Last two seasons, if you extend the sample size, lefties versus righties, it's 25% versus righties, 26.3% versus lefties. 
Yeah, uh, Folty's in the conversation. He, I, I'm sure I'm, I'm playing more tournaments than cash games, if you can't tell, because I don't love uh, settling on. I, I don't love Bauer. I, I love him. You know, I think he's got great upside, but I think he's a guy that can absolutely falter as well. Uh, who else is uh, in the conversation? Again, uh, Marquez, more so in Fandle. I, you're getting a nice discount over there as far as Marquez on Fandle. On DK and Fans Draft, probably not so much for me, but I get it. Uh, you have a take as far as Wheeler. It sounds like you just want three guys, and you're figuring it out from there. But, again, there's a lot of dudes out there that are at least worth considering. Yeah, Wheeler's okay. Uh, not like – I mean, he's okay. He fits, he fits in the same mold, but I just – I'm going to have Fulte and Lucchese just a tad bit ahead of him. But Wheeler's in that mold. And, like, we talked about Bauer. Marquez actually isn't too bad. I actually have Marquez as a nice tournament option. I don't typically like to uh, take pitchers in course field, but – you know, this is nothing new for him, and it's a good lineup, I think, for him to go against. So, uh, I don't mind Marquez. But uh, after after this range right here, after we cut it off with Fultonevich, like I think there's a big down a big downturn, and and these guys below there is are not the guys I really want in my lineup. So for me, that's the cutoff point is that eighty five hundred dollar mark with Fulty. So I have one more guy. Uh, I have one cheapie that I like that I think is pretty interesting for tournaments. It's not you, Darvish. Uh, Amigulis, you know, he just doesn't strike enough guys out, but I guess in theory he can go seven and strike out like four or so and give up like two runs and be okay. But who do you think my guy is, Chop? Who do you think my goofy, I don't know if it's goofy or not, but a tournament play? Jalen Beeks. No, I don't trust Mike, that. Mike Fears. No, Mike, not Mike Fires. Although he's, he is facing the Astros, but that's just laundry, right? Because that's not really the Astros. That lineup is bad. Just, well, we, can is, into, we can get into that later. Yeah, but you're right. You're an Astros fan. Like, you know, that those are the Astros that are out there right now. I think everybody's aware of that. <clears throat> they're, they're beat up, but, uh, yeah, it's, that's, why, that's why I said maybe you, maybe you have interest in, in fires because uh, it is a bad it's, – it's not the typical lineup. You're missing a lot of firepower. But, come on, give it to me. Who's your guy, D? Don't tell me. Oh, don't tell me. It's that guy. Oh, no. Which guy? Are you going to guess Come or not? I know you don't like Chris Archer. No, you don't like Chris no. Archer. No. I mean, I like Chris Archer. He's fun. Oh, you're going Drew Pomerantz, ain't you? No. You're just Man, what in the world, D? What, I don't know what you're doing. Go tell me. Let's see if the chat is caught up now. There's been 45 seconds or so. There it is. Somebody just said it in chat. It's oh, a, Tyler Maley. Tyler Maley. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, he's facing a Washington team. It's heavily right-handed. We're looking at uh, with three lefties, more so as far as righties. Uh, Molly, if you look at the splits here, Chopper, you know, 24% the last two years, but if you extend it this year, as far as striking out versus righties, Tyler Molly, uh, K's versus righties, 31%, uh, 149 ISO. Of course, that's how you get in trouble in the ballpark there in Cincinnati. It doesn't play like amazing for singles, doubles, or triples. It's a great ballpark for homers. Uh, you know, there's some imposing sticks in this Washington side, but I, I like the strides he's been taking, 25.2% collectively as far as K's this year. If you look at his overall numbers versus lefties, he's an absolute wallet. Like, it's going to jump off the page, but he's been better for what it's worth. Like, not great, but better. Uh, <laughs> you know, well, yeah, it's better than what it was. It's not a big, great improvement, but if he can just kind of sort of skate past a couple of these power bats like a Soto and an Adams, I, I think Mala is pretty interesting. And, again, I'm, I'm, I'm just he, – if he gives up a solo home run or two to a lefty, that's perfectly fine. I just need to rack up those Ks against righties and – you know, we'll talk about cores in a second. We have a Colorado side. The team total, it's got like, what, 7.7 projected runs? Is that what it is? That's the last I saw of it. That's an insane number. We don't see that, like, ever. Uh, if you want to get, you know, the Arenados and the stories of the world, I think Mala is one of the ways to get there. 
Yeah, it's uh, there's your decision, Dean. There, you've just you've just put the slate in a nutshell. You go down here with some cheap pitching, so you can load up on Colorado, or you fade the Colorado bats and you go with some more expensive pitching. There you go. You put a tag on a little bow on it, Dean. Good for you. Can we go home now? <laughs> you're you're still uh, you're contractually obligated to be here for the next 39-ish minutes or so, Chop. I can just I can just talk to the chat the whole time, Dean. I know it's been a long day for you because you did the basketball show. You did a. I guess well, I don't know when. What did you? When, when do you shoot the uh, the six pack at night? I'm not really sure. In the morning, man. I will tell you what. No, it's in the morning time, and these guys are like sending me messages in Slack at like eight in the morning, talking about you got that six pack done yet? Like, whoa, whoa, settle down. You know, it's like it's only eight here Central Time. I'm not beer maker here. <laughs> I gotta roll out of bed and, and get up. What um what what is the name of his like his, his favorite hitter? What does he call? Did you change the name or did you use it as well? Why, why can't I think of it? The like, Beast. There you go. Do you use no, the Beast I, for the night or you have like your, you put your own spin on? Yeah, I, I gotta use the Beast. I mean, I can't mess around with his program like that. That's like taking a great a great song and trying to do too much to it. I you can't just can't do that. It's like it's like taking a great song and then totally changing the melody. I, I get you want to change some things up on it. Maybe you want to make it acoustic. Can't change the whole melody on a great song. So. I kept the beast. There are some like really good songs that have been remade better though, Chop. We can have a that, that's a good uh, like a power rankings thing or something like that because it's out there, it's existed. No, you, you can't think of like a good song. Uh, I mean, if it was a good song in the first place, then it didn't need to be changed and only got worse by changing it. If it was a medium to below average song, and yeah, you want to change things up, then you can make it better, but. I can promise you, there's really not a really good song out there where they've changed it up and it still felt right. Johnny Cash, Hurt. There you go. Okay, you say it's a better remake. I say I kind of like the Nine Inch Nails version. So, I mean, I get Johnny Cash and... You need the video accompanied. Have you seen the video before? The video is oh, powerful. It's very... Which one? Nine Inch Nails? No, no. The, the, well, the Johnny Cash version. They're both actually pretty powerful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I like the original too, but I, I think I prefer the Johnny Cash uh, remake. Okay. It's distinctly different, obviously. What about uh, that song by Kate? You know, what was that one? Uh, oh, uh, I Will Survive. Uh, yeah. Gloria, Gloria Gaynor, of course, was the original singer of I Will Survive. But yeah, Kate, well, Kate adds horns. Kate's a lot of fun because uh, it, it's like he just talks when he sings. I like that. It's a, it's a fun band. Yeah. I just like that song. Interesting. All right. We got Chopper. It's a 15-game slate. We have well, no time. Uh, pitching, pitching's over with. We already nailed it. So uh, that's the pitchers, and if we, we should say, we'll talk about hitters in a second, at least I feel this way, just play what you like. If you don't hear like me like a certain player, it's a 15-game or just play what you like. As far as ownership, I think the only place where ownership's going to be a big deal as far as hitters is probably cores. Uh, well, let's just give the people, like, you know, who, who is uh, – I, I imagine your beast of the night is the person you feature to, uh, to, to, to D-train as well. So uh, who, who's the guy you're building your lineups around today as far as the sticks? Uh, yeah. Okay. So I got a question in chat first, Dean, before I even get into that, Dean. Yeah. Says, the man wants to know what my thoughts are on ZZ Top. I love ZZ Top. Really? ZZ Top. So I don't get them. I never what? got it. What? Never, yeah. never got it. Yeah. I don't, it's yeah. a gimmick. It's, if, if, they clean, if they were clean shaven, you wouldn't know who they were. Uh, and they have a, a funny this, this, this is going to. This is going to go down as your worst take ever. That is, no, Top is so good. Oh my gosh! What's your favorite ZZ Top song? Nationwide. You want to hear something wild? You know what they call ZZ Top in Canada? Tell me. 
<laughs> Royale cheese. No, it's a, uh, uh, so in Canada, I see Melissa in chat. I know she's Canadian. Uh, so uh, they, they don't say Z. Z is a Z. It's called Z. That's a thing. The, the letter Z doesn't exist. I mean, it exists, but it's called Z. So I'm guessing it. I think it's called Z Z top. Somebody correct me on that. <laughs> that's, I'm not making, I'm, that's not a chop fact. At least the part about Z's being Z's. That's Again, chopper. It's a 15-game slate. Why are we derailing this? It's a bad take, Dean. I don't like ZZ Top. I mean, like, I'm just, I'm, I'm indifferent to him. I should say. There you go. All right, my my oh, beast. Talk about your favorite. Uh, who's your favorite stick? Oh, okay. I think my beast of the night on the video. Well, no, they're not the same. All right, my beast of the night on the video was Nolan Arenado, but the guy I think we're going to talk about here is Daniel Murphy. The reason being. Because I think you got to have some exposure to that big old 7.6 team total, right? So you just can't ignore that. Uh, if you got all the money to spend, Arenado's fine. But there's going to be several guys in this lineup who actually come through and deliver with nice games. So I'm going to pick up one of the one of the auxiliary guys outside of you know the two big main guys, Story and Arenado, who should draw a lot over the ownership. I'm going to go with some of the little uh, the smaller guys, and David Dahl is going to be pretty highly owned too. Yeah, probably. One of the more popular guys in the lineup. I think Murphy kind of just drifts down there with mediocre ownership. I think he can have a good game here tonight. So you you put all those guys. It could be Tapia, maybe Desmond, whoever else. But somebody's going to have a big night outside of the the known factors. And I'm going to I'm going to roll with Daniel Murphy in this particular case. The Chapo is getting very fired up as far as Easy Top. Uh, some people think I'm drunk. Some people are saying, you know, out of nowhere. Neil Diamond. I, I'm always sure the correlation of Neil Diamond versus ZZ Top. But Diamond is – he's legit now. I, I love myself some Neil D. Um, there you go. Saving Silverman, too. Shout out to that, like, goofy movie from, like, 20 years ago. Um, all right, Chop. You ready to do a little uh, breakdown as far as game – not game by game, as far as position by position? We can go for it if you want to. Well, I mean, what else are we going to do? Sit here and talk about uh, Saving Silverman and uh, <laughs> Neil Diamond? Uh, here's what I'm excited about. We haven't seen the Toronto lineup just yet, Chopper, but you know, of course you don't have the roster catchers uh, anywhere, but, but DraftKings on fans draft, you don't have to do it. FanDuel, you don't have to do it necessarily. But uh, for whatever reason, inexplicably, uh, Danny Jansen is what, 4K on fantasy draft. Uh, he's, you know, 2, 2.1, I think, on DK. We don't have a Toronto lineup just yet, but if you want to open things up, I know I don't want to pick on Marquez. I think Marquez is legit, but I, I am almost definitely going to play Jansen in my cash games to kind of spend my money elsewhere. Uh, I'm waiting for that Toronto lineup to crack. Where are you at as far as catcher? Is that your favorite punt? Uh, yeah, that's the operative word is punt. When all the lineups come out, that's we said this before, what I like to do is sit back and uh, filter through like guys under $2,600, $2,800 and see who's got the highest spot in the batting order. I kind of don't even care about matchups a lot. I just want a cheap guy with a good spot in the batting order. And, uh, and that's what I'll go to. So that's what we'll do later on when the lineups come out and we'll see, see what we're working with. Other than that, if you actually want to pay for guys, you know, you can go to uh, Milwaukee, or Pittsburgh and Milwaukee. Grandel is going to be a good option, but he's expensive. I mean, I hate to say this because, you know, I'm not – I don't usually roster this guy, but $3,300 for Posey against Andrew Kashner is a pretty good price. I know Big T's – rolling over in his grave right now, eating that tube steak and, and not and not particularly enjoying that Buster Posey take, but, you know, 3300 3200 for Torinos is a good price too. Uh, he's going to get a bump up. I don't think we have a, 
an, a lineup yet, but he should get a bump up in that order with all the injuries. You could get a catcher for 3,200 against Fierre's uh, batting cleanup, maybe. Fifth, fifth spot in the batting order. Dean, I think you're on mute, Earls. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was just laughing at you saying Fierre's. Um, that was all you're laughing at? You know, you know it's Fierre's. Come on. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, Torinos is probably, like you said, with all the injuries there in Houston, he's probably going to bat like fifth or sixth or something like that. I don't mind him either. You know, uh, Fires, of course, is a fly ball pitcher. He's generally protected by that ballpark. But, you know, instead of a warning track power, maybe Torinos could bang one out tonight for sure. Um, who, who was the guy I had a comment on you were talking about? And now I'm sort of lost and forgetting. Oh, yeah, Buster Posey. He's facing Andrew Kastner. Andrew Kastner has given up 10 home runs this year. How many of which to righties? Zero. One with numbers. You know it's either zero or a 10, right? <laughs> yeah. It's actually 10. Oh, a 10 spot. Well, I mean, I don't know. That's, I mean, 3,300 jumps off to me. That's a great price. Yeah. I mean, look, I don't, it could be a small sample size, yada, 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 but all of his homers this year, Richmond versus Reddings, maybe he's not seen a ton of lefties either. Just sort of throwing that out there. But I don't know if Buster Posey is at a home run since like 1972 or something like that, but maybe his ballpark, he'll take advantage of it to some, advantage of it to some degree. Uh, otherwise, well, there, is a, there is some questions in chat for you, Dean. In regards to Melissa wants to know. Oh no! <laughs> Bless... <laughs> I don't. I don't think she knows what the tube steak is, Dean. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not prepared because if only there was a, a something. So. If only there was a, an object you could type into and find these things out and do searches. Uh, I, Urban Dictionary is a thing. There you go. Uh, Big T is not aware of it apparently. Well, Walter Tuba's batting third. He's super cheap there versus Beeks and Static. Any interest in a, a studio? As a catcher, uh, yeah, I could, I could, I could get behind that kind of a play. Sure. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple guys here on this list that are just fair enough price that I could play without being a full punt. You know, we did a bad job glossing over Chris Sale. Of course, he's in play, but if like one guy that's most likely to get to him is Sanchez. If you have all the money in the world, I think he's a great tournament play for sure. Leverage play as well. Uh, but yeah, it did not mean to neglect Chris Sale in the pitcher conversation. It just goes to show how many good pitchers are, are out there that are worth looking at. Uh, first base, Chop, what are we doing? All right, first base. Let me pull up my first baseman, Dean. Is, uh, yeah, Murphy's first base, so that would be my first choice. We already talked about him. Uh, other than that, I'll tell you another guy I really like, but I, I, wanted, to get, I wanted to get the Colorado guys in there because that's clearly your best spot on the slate. But if you take Colorado off, the guy I would probably have, like, if I'm doing – I am doing 20 lineups tonight. I'm going to do them in the lineup builder. I would probably – might push the live button on him if not for Colorado would be Brandon Belt. I love this spot for Brandon Belt. He goes from, a, you know, obviously a terrible park in San Francisco to this park in Baltimore. This is a, about – it's almost twice as easy to hit home runs for left-handed hitters in this park as it is in San Francisco by the numbers. So – He's got a serious park upgrade, serious uh, serious splits in favor of against right-handed pitchers, which he gets with Cashner. So I love some Brandon Bell. I mean, I don't even have to look down. Yeah, there's good options out there. Freeman, Bellinger, if you have all the money in the world. You know, Josh Bell's down there too. Goldschmidt has a good pricing. All this stuff is good, but for me, it's Belt and it's Colorado guys in the first base spot. You know, Belt is basically Andrew Cashner. Andrew Cashner's going to have 10 home runs this year. How many do you think it's been against lefties? Zero. But I'm not willing to uh, write off Brandon Belt because of that. More than likely, he's probably faced about 10 times the amount of uh, right-handers as he has left-handers. 
Uh, I like Carlos Santana to some degree against Covey. Uh, I know that Cleveland was kind of sort of disappointing. Oh, yeah. It's another good spot for us, Dean, to pick on. But, I mean, gosh, so many good hitting spots tonight. So the weather weather edge earlier today was kind of popping from a, a positive hitting perspective versus uh, in that Cleveland game. That was one more reason why I was a little bit hesitant as far as Bauer. But that's obviously constantly – uh, readjusting based upon the weather, and I think it became a little bit more pitching friendly. I'm going ahead, uh, I'm refreshing it now and seeing how it's going down. Yeah, nothing really drastic, uh, based on 107 games of uh, current conditions, plus 2.9 percent expectancy as far as homers, plus 9 percent as far as runs for what it's worth. So, uh, it's, it's not popping like it was before, but it's still a positive spot for hitters more so than it is typically. Uh, who else did I have in my list? Smoke Monster versus Marquez. Don't mind him, assuming he cracks the lineup for Toronto. Oh, Freeman. It's hot in Atlanta. Uh, what, what about your doppelganger, Fab Five Freddy? Did you say him or no? I said if we got if you got the money to spend, he's uh, he's an expensive option. But, I mean, for me, yeah, I think he's in a good spot. But for me, it's all about Belt and Daniel Murphy. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's my two main guys. Uh, don't hate Steve Pierce as a punt for what it's worth. You know, we know how uh, down the down the right field line there. Well, I'm sorry. Never mind. He's a, he's a righty facing a lefty uh, Yankee Stadium. So he doesn't really pick on that ball too much. But still, it's a positive ballpark for hitting overs, obviously. Let's jump to the Keystone position, Chopper. Uh, second base, what say you? Who's jumping out for you? Uh, I think we could save some salary with Kipnis. That's another guy that's kind of jumping. Oh, D, why you ask me who I like, and then you take the guy from me by mentioning it before I even get a chance to talk. That's not – well, I didn't know that was your guy. I didn't, I didn't assume it. Kip, you don't look like the kind of guy that likes Jason Kipnis. You like Jason Kipnis? Typically, no. But, man, the salary is about as good as you're going to get at second base today in a premier matchup. It's the one spot where I don't need to go in Colorado because I don't necessarily love the second baseman out there at their price tags. And here we got $3,400 for Jason Kipnis. And I've got to get some exposure to one of the worst pitchers on the slate, Dylan Kobe, against him. So this is the perfect spot is, is Jason Kittens, right? I mean, this just falls into place for us. It's probably going to uh, – I don't know if I got the lineup yet, but let me refresh it. He yeah, probably going to clean up. Perfect. That's exactly what we thought he was going to be. So clean up hitter against Kobe, 3,400. We save money. We can load up with the course field guys, and this is this, one of the spots you can't take a course field guy. So, bam, Kittens is the man for me. No Danny Jansen, by the way. Luke Malle is going to, be, going to be catching. So uh, the battery of Luke Malle and Edwin Jackson is going to give it a go there in Colorado. And 7.7 uh, is holding strong as far as the team total for Colorado today. Uh, it's, it's rising, Dean. When I, when I did the, the beast thing this morning, it was like 7.3. It's just going up throughout the day. Yeah. Um, I mean, Edwin Jackson will do that in Coors Field. Teammate Mike Freeman for Kipnis is also – he's batting second. He's 3.3K. He's super cheap around everywhere. Uh, Nicky Lopez, don't mind him leading off versus Ariel Jorado. Uh, in Texas, obviously speaking of a great ballpark, and uh, you know, it's I think it's 88 degrees there currently. Uh, don't mind Merrifield if you have some salary; it's hard to get there, of course. But Lopez and Merrifield, a nice little one-two combination at the top. Uh, anybody? Oh, Muncy? If Muncy make, cracks that lineup, this artist Dean, who 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 wrote and sang the song "Darling Nikki"? Darling Nikki. If, if you get it right, free tube steak for you. Well, there's my incentive. Um, is that? Uh, darling, can you see the bar? Can you no, me a bar? no. If you, you don't know, if you, if you don't know, if you don't know the artist, then you've never heard the song. Is it country? Give me the genre. It's, it's pop, rock and roll, pop, good music. I, I, I don't. It's not coming to me. It's not ZZ Top, is it? No, dude. No, it's not. It was Prince. Prince, man. Uh, uh. It was a very, uh, it's a very 
I don't know titles very well, but that was an erotic song. It was a very erotic song for its time. I'm, I'm, I'm more of a, a Little Red Corvette than a Darling Nikki, apparently, I suppose. And that's, Google that one, too, uh, as far as the meaning of that. Uh, anybody else in second that's worth talking about? You know, Ariana is kind of a name, but he stinks, so I don't mind Muncie against them batting second. Yeah, Kiki betting the seven hole for LA. I don't like him so much. One of them against lefties, obviously. Uh, anybody else? You know, Lestella is a little pricey. Leak's terrible, but uh, on DK and fan stuff, I don't like that price so much. But of course, he's he's changed himself. Uh, is a uh, you know, it's, it's the way he's swinging this year has been a lot better, obviously. Uh, what else do we have here as far as second, or shall we move on? Yo, I think we've uh, drained that position pretty dry. It's time to move on to the uh, hot corner, Dean. Yeah, uh, hot corner, Arenado, Jose Ramirez, uh, Moustakos, uh, Vladdy Guerrero. <laughs> yeah, you're just doing it on purpose. Well, you like all those guys? Yeah, you just, it doesn't matter. You, if I even like just one of them, you're going to touch on them all so that it makes me look like I'm taking your sloppy seconds. Don't, I, don't appreciate it, me. but I know what you're doing now. Game on. I'm setting the table. I'm, I'm giving you a buffet of names, and I'm letting you choose amongst Arenado, amongst Jose Ramirez, amongst the Moustakos, Garth. You know, Vladdy, you're getting an underpriced uh, Bregman. Uh, Machado is super cheap, too. Who really wants to pick on Caleb Smith so much? But uh, And you can overspend on a guy like Rendon. It's like nobody's going to have. Just nobody's going to have Rendon today. Now, the buffet is yours, Jock. Who do you want to talk about amongst those names? <sighs> so, first and foremost, if we can afford Arenado, it's probably the best opportunity for a home run on paper tonight. So, Arenado is the number one guy, but... Uh, there's also reason to fade that and go with a significantly cheaper Jose Ramirez and get that Dylan Covey ex exposure against him also. By the way, the Cleveland game is taking place in phenomenal hitting weather, according to the weather edge. So we don't mind getting... Click the refresh. We already talked about that. Oh, okay. Well, it's adjusted okay. a little bit. It's it's still positive, but it's not... It's still good. It, regardless, it's in Chicago, which is uh, that, that White Sox home stadium is typically a pretty good launching pad anyway. So Ramirez is good. And then after that, it, there, there's a big drop off for me. You, you, you know, you could go Mustakos if you really want to pick on Archer. Eh, don't, don't love it. One guy who's going to be low owned with sneaky upside is Eugenio Suarez. Always got to like that guy. You thought I was going to say something else. Always like him against left-handers. That's always a good bet. So uh, those are the guys I probably draw on the line at there. The other guys are not really flying off the radar for me. Talk about shortstop. I gave you no names, Chops. It's all yours. You also gave me no warning to flip my page, so you got to give me a chance. Well, you know how you've been on this. This is not your first flagship, right? You've been on the show before? Yeah, but usually you're like, okay, yeah, let's move on to shortstop now and talk about that. And then you ramble on for about 30 seconds, and that gives me the opportunity to flip my page. If you didn't give me no Trevor's story is obviously your number one raw points guy here, but boy, the price tag is, is pretty high. So it's a pretty good chance if you take two fair pitchers and an Arenado, you're not going to get Story in the same lineup. So pick and choose which one you want to go with in your lineup. Uh, Story's not bad, though. Good raw points. If we want to save some money, hate going here, hate doing this, but 3-7 for Machado. Yeah. He's a talented guy. I know he hadn't pieced it together yet, but he's got the talent. You know, it's just a good price tag. It's just a strict price tag play. Corey Seager at 4K is not bad for his talent level. Uh, and Arietta is uh, certainly not the same guy he was a few years ago with the Cubs. We can pick on him these days. So uh, you go that route. I mean, if you really want to save some money, the cheapest guy I'm looking at that is rosterable is, is Brandon Crawford against Andrew Kashner. That's $3,100. That's a good price tag. 
Where's Brandon Crawford batting in the lineup? Seventh. Yeah. He's five seven on, on fantasy draft. I don't look at either. Of course, Crawford has very little punch uh, in his stick, but I, I guess as a, as a flat out punt, um, that's more so. Well, I mean, I just feel like one of Story or Lindor is going to smash. That's kind of sort of where I'm at. And I want to pay up, but of course, uh, Modesty is a great play too. Ugh. But who has the salary for that? Modesty's got you no know, jack in a bag upside every single time he takes the field. It's it's a uh, it's pretty loaded at the top there. I, I like those names a good bit. And I, again, we want to pick on Covey. And maybe people are going to be like, well, Cleveland disappointed yesterday, and now there's a, bu- a bunch more options. And of course, Force jumping off the page. And, and again, I, I don't want to overthink ownership too much today because I think outside of course, most of these guys, unless it's a ridiculous price, you're going to get at like a pretty positive uh, ownership percentage. This is the day where you know you get the Twitter victory laps. Oh my God, I got so and so with three percent. Slate's over. I can't no, believe people do that. Yeah, they're the worst. You know those people. They're the worst. You're not that. You're not that guy, are you? I had never victory lap things like that. That's just a terrible. I don't. I don't do that. I don't dig that. I mean, you victory lapped a six pack earlier today, so I don't know what the where you draw the line. Didn't do it on Twitter. I did it for our 209 followers right now that are watching online. They're also watching on the YouTube. If you guys are watching us on YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. You guys are asking questions on YouTube. Our fabulous multitasking tank top wearing producer D Train looks a mate chop. You can vouch for this. It's uh, he oozes. I think he was listening to Prince when he was getting dressed today. Uh, but yeah, so uh, he's going to copy and paste any questions you guys have there. We'll knock out as many questions as possible before we step aside and get out of here. Got about 17 minutes to go. We're going to do a little screen share in a second. You can give us your stacks, you can give us your dongs. You're going to tell us who you like in the outfield. Um, and again, of course, we're going to yield to crunch time for premium members. With Roth, uh, JSU, and I believe Tuttle, they take you guys all up the lock and answer as many questions as they can sneak in in that show. Chop, let's jump to the outfield. And uh, yeah, it's old baby doll, is it not? On paper, he looks like the best uh, per dollar player, only 4700 which is actually a pretty cheap price for a guy batting third in Coors Field tonight. All you got to do is look at Arenado and Story. They're $1,000 more, so... Yeah, you get him. The, the only drawback on him would be obviously ownership. He's, I'm looking right now. It looks like second or third highest, <laughs> second or third highest owned outfielder. And I wouldn't doubt if he's the highest owned. Like his teammate Tapia is actually projected to be a couple points higher than him. Ownership percentage, but I don't think that stands. I think Dahl is actually going to be more owned than that. So uh, that's the only drawback is ownership, you know. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, he's the number one guy. There's other guys out there who you if you wanted to, I think a guy like Mike Trout's going to draw less than 5% ownership. He's expensive. Nobody will play him because of that and because of all the other spots. And outside of maybe a couple of guys that are just in the really premier spots in Colorado, Mike Trout's got a good chance of having a huge game, as good of a chance as anybody. And he's facing Mike Leakes, who's, who's terrible, obviously. Teammate Otani, assuming he cracks well, Oh, go ahead. In addition, to my, in addition to Trout being good and Leak being – bad we've got the phenomenal bvp in that matchup dean oh boy what is a chopper fire it up 11 out of 21 career what 11 hits in 21 at bats that's over a 500 batting average 429 iso against mike leak at least you dusted off iso i appreciate that that is a that is what i call a good tiebreaker dean i'm obviously not going out there sorting by bvp and then building a lineup like that but we've got to choose three outfielders out of like literally 30 guys that are look solid on paper. I like to dust off a little BVP to uh, have a, have as a tiebreaker over, let's say Christian Yelich against Chris Archer. 
I thought Devin could not be any more hipster, potentially. I'm seeing him in the chat. He's talking about it's his birthday this weekend. Wish Devin a happy birthday. Wish him a happy birthday to put to the Twitter machine. It's at Devo Knievo. I, I think that's a pun on Evo Knievo. I'm not really sure. But uh, what's more hipster, Chop? I'm sure. I don't know if this is popping up in the Texas area or not. But the, these places that throw you throw axes at, you're aware that this is like a thing now? People go and throw axes? No, never heard of that one. They don't have that in Texas. It hasn't been Texas. I mean, we throw axes just because we're just the because. Texas and we're there. We just That's do standard. it. We That's don't pay to do it. <laughs> so people go and pay money. And, of course, you, what can go wrong? You drink the, the beer and you throw an axe. And, you know, it's, it's a good time. This is what hipsters are doing these days in 2019. So uh, that's what Devin is planning on doing for his birthday. So uh, happy birthday, Devin. And uh, we got to get some video of him throwing an axe in that tank top. That's what I want. This is uh this is news to me. Now now the tank top makes sense because if you're gonna axe throw, you don't want to be restricted by sleeves, kind of like if you're playing basketball, you don't want the sleeve shirts, you want sleeveless. So I get it. I could have saved you a few bucks and set you up an axe throwing gauntlet in my backyard. But you know it's, what up, guy? it's up to you, man. <laughs> like there has to be like some terrible. I mean, I'm not rooting for it, but there has to be some poor fully thrown axes. Uh, yeah. By the way, Janie Martinez is too cheap versus Jay Happ and the absolute wallops lefties. Uh, I love him today for tournaments. I don't even hate him in cash if you can kind of make that work. I think he's pretty solid. His price is too cheap. I don't understand why he's priced down. Even Betts is priced down to some degree, too, as far as that Boston side. Um, Schwarber leading off versus Miklos. Miklos does not miss many bats at all, especially from the left-hand side. Don't mind Schwarber. Uh, decent chance to get those five ABs, assuming he does not get the hook or double swapped out, which is possible. Uh, anything else that kind of sort of pops as far as the outfielder screen? We talked about Otani, who's been scuffling a bit. Gritchick, I don't want to pick on Marquez too much, but Gritchick is too cheap. He's batting uh, fifth. Uh, he's just, he, for whatever reason, his price did not adjust at all for course. It might actually went down to some degree. So that one, that seems a little goofy to me. Uh, anything else that's worth mentioning as far as the outfielder specifically? Do you want to talk about, uh, or we can do the screen share, Chop. We'll do that. Yeah, you better do the screens. There's so many outfielders. We could, we could go on for another 20 minutes just talking about really good plays, but you just eventually just got to bite the bullet and narrow it down to a, a few different guys. That's it. Let's, let we, let's see what we have as far as uh, taking a, a screen share as far as the plate IQ premium scores. Plate IQ premium scores for pitchers today, and it's pretty clear. Uh, they have Sale as the top guy, which, you know, I'm not going to sit there and argue with that. I'll tell you one that's kind of goofy that's throwing me off a little bit. Uh, Brad Peacock is the second guy listed in the play like you premium score. Uh, that's your boy, is it not? I mean, I know Roth and Roth, Roth likes to call him a certain nickname as well. Maybe, maybe Big T does too. But uh, hey, don't bring Big T into this. <laughs> well, it's a callback to the previous conversation. Uh, <laughs> what's your take as far as Peacock? We didn't really talk about it. I mean, I think he's a quality pitcher and he has K upside, but. Pulling up the price tag is just uh, – I just can't do it. He's 9900 on DraftKings for less money. We get all the guys I liked. We could get Caleb Smith, Herman Marquez, Bauer. Those are guys that I thought were, you know, on the bubble for me. So I just can't do it. it there's too much downside, too. He can get into trouble and, and get pulled out of this game early. So I get it. It is probably – he probably deserves that particular uh, plate IQ rating, but uh, for me, it's just a little bit too much price tag. Damn, Dean, you did it again. You're on mute, man. Ah, I was coughing, and I just, yeah, my bad. I, you know, we were pitching a perfect game, Chop. What happened? Oh, no, you already did it. How do we pitch? You already walked the guy by muting yourself earlier. How can you be in a perfect game? 
Yeah, and I, for whatever reason, drew a blank on Prince. Like, that was an obvious one. That, that was a, I don't know what that was. That, that was like throwing a meatball at an O2 pitch. That was an obvious uh, a gimme for sure. Uh, as far as extre- extremes for pitchers today, Chop, we have questions loading up in chat for what it's worth, Chop, and I'm excited about some questions from the people. Uh, extreme hitters umpire for, for uh, Leak and Skaggs, for Corbin and Molly. I don't like that for Molly. Uh, extreme pitchers umpire in, in Texas. So maybe that's subdues the runs to some degree uh, there. For Duffy and Gerardo, not that I'm rostering those guys. Uh, Beaks and oh, Burritos as an extreme pitcher's umpire chop. You did mention that earlier in the show. Uh, as far as the K prop, what's going to jump as far as K props? Of course, it's Sale, then Bauer, Caleb Smith, then Burritos. And then there's a bunch of guys at like six and a half or so. Fulty's in there, Marquez is in there. Does anything sort of jump out to you as far as uh, the K prop that's worth talking about, or shall we just take a peek at ownership real quick before we talk about uh, some uh, some questions from the chat? Uh, the K props. No, there's nothing really standing out. It is what it is, Dean. Uh, the, the ownership is actually pretty interesting. I'm going to refresh my page now so we can get to some good ownership here. Can we yeah, talk Bauer about at the these? top, Chopper? That's not surprising to me. Bauer at the top. Okay, so we're dealing with pitcher pitcher ownership now. Sure. Uh Bauer at the top is a little bit. It's a little bit surprising. Wheeler being second on this list, I think, is is actually probably more surprising. 26% projected. I would have uh, thought it was a little bit lower than that. And with, with with 30 different teams playing tonight, you could scratch off the few guys at the bottom because obviously nobody wants them. But the guys at the top, I thought would be very, very spread out for a slate like this. There's about 10 guys that you can make a case for. So I thought they'd split it out. But to have over a third of the field, say Bauer, and over a quarter of the field want to be on Wheeler, yeah, that's that's interesting for sure. Well, you got to roster two of them too. Obviously, the percentage is different. It's not like Fanduel with a one pitcher site, but on, you know, fans draft on a DK, you know, they're going to be a little bit higher, obviously. And yeah, that was kind of the conversation of the show is that uh, there are a lot of pitchers, a lot of ways to go as far as pitchers today, uh, and I don't really have anybody clearly ahead of others necessarily. Maybe I'll fill out like stacks oh, first geez. and just gonna pick out the pitchers afterwards. What's up? Man, I just took a look at Barrios with that 3%. Yeah, I like that a lot, man. That's my tournament guy. I like him for tournaments of 3%. Uh, I'm 3%. on board with that. Sales only 13%, so that's actually a little bit less than what I thought people would gravitate to. So, sales in play, too. Get yourself a share of sale. I I, I agree with that one. Uh, Fulty's pretty high. Wheeler, I, I do agree. I, I'm not on, I don't dislike Wheeler. I think he's fine, but I'm probably not going to have uh, – I'm, not, I'm probably not going to have – he's not going to be my second most popular pitcher in my team, so I just don't think that's going to happen. Take a peek real quick as far as the hitters. What hitters are popping as far as ownership? I would imagine it's a Rocky. Uh, that seems to be the most uh, – well, there you go. It's, it's Tapia, uh, Arenado, you know, uh, Dahl. All these guys are, you know, between like 15 and 20% or so as far as the projections. And there's your boy Kip this chop. I guess I should have known. You're not alone because he's cheap. He's facing Cubby. Yeah, that does – that. I don't like that particularly – very much 17% for a hitter is always dicey territory. I, I wish I wish it wasn't that high, but I'll have to go and readjust because there's obviously – it's Jason Kipnis. A zero could be lurking right around the corner on, no matter what the matchup. So I'm going to take a look at that after the show. 17% is pretty high. Tapia at 17% being the highest owned hitter on the slate is a, is a guy I think in my Colorado stacks I could probably actually fade him now at that point. You know, you're not gonna you're not gonna get low ownership on pretty much any of these guys, but I can at least avoid the highest owned guy, and that'll be Tapia. 
Plate IQ premium score. The first three guys at the top are all Indians. Get yourself a little mini Indian, Indian snack if nothing else. Lindor, Santana, Ramirez, love those three. Chop, three dudes that are going to bang on homers tonight and your favorite stacks. The homers, okay. You know, forget about ownership percentages and all that other stuff. So low, low price guy. I'll tell you, the highest price guy on the board. I actually do like the ownership on him. That's Mike Trout. I think he's got, you know, swapping him and Arenado. I'm going back and forth as to which one's the best hitter on the night. So I'm gonna stick with Mike Trout for the high price home run mid range. I'm gonna play the ownership again. Go with the lower lower owned guy. It's pretty easy to get put a Colorado guy in here. But I'm gonna go with Suarez against the left hander. It's a tough matchup, but low ownership. He's always thrives against lefties. Low price guy. I'll go ahead and eat the chalk here and go Kipnis because for a low price guy, there's not many on the board that I like more than Kipnis. So Kipnis is fine. Stacks? Uh, I mean, I'm not going to get cute with it. I think Colorado's a great stack. I'll, you know, if they're going to be highly owned in the field, I could play them over the field. And then Cleveland, you just said it. Cleveland's one of my, is my second favorite stack on the board, bar none. And uh, I think we're going to get them at fair ownership here for most of these guys. Questions, any interest in a Tigers hedge stack off Fulte? No, not at all. Uh, any shares of Schwarber or Hayward? I prefer Schwarber. I mean, if I was, it would be Schwarber, but in, on this kind of a slate, I just, yeah, I just can't find my way to guys like that. Should I consider Shasin for a value play a pitcher? I'm not. I would say yes, because if you want to load up on those expensive bats in Coors Field, then yes. you got to make concessions with your pitching. So, yeah, he's in play for me. Uh, Mancata or Bregman for tournaments? Bregman. Would Hicks be a good play for tonight? I, I'm not picking on – maybe as a one-off, I suppose. I don't. I, I mean, I, that's never been my kind of thing. And I'm clearly not going to win a tournament every night or every week. Maybe lucky to compete in one once a month. But on a 15-game slate with so much bad pitching out there, there's so many good options in the outfield. Why would I want to pick on sale? I just – I don't – it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Uh, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it with Sanchez just because of that, how uh, limited the upside is for most of those guys in that position as far as catchers. But even then, I don't know if I have the salary to do it necessarily. I'm more likely to roster sale than roster anybody in the Yankees. Uh, let's see. Uh, favorite – give me your favorite high-priced pitcher and your favorite low-priced pitcher. Uh, high price, if, you, if you're talking about over the Barrios range, who is the highest priced guy I like, over that range, uh, probably, well, I don't even think we talked about him that much, but I, I kind of like Maeda against Philly. Uh, I could live with Chris Sale too, but, you know, the middle range, Fulte is where I want to be. And then in the low range, guys I'll take to uh, get my Colorado stack, probably start with Drew Pomerantz. Pay up for starting pitcher or no? You definitely don't have to. There's a lot of pivots. So how are you dealing with that? I'm not. I usually don't pay up for it, but I definitely don't need to tonight with all this good hitting out here that's expensive. All right. Team Girth uh, CEO, Vogelbach. Any interest in Vogelbach tonight? Uh, that's a no-go for me. No, not for me, but, man, that, that, he is definitely a member of Team Girth for sure. <laughs> Uh, Ionetta, he's playing for the Rockies, right? So, sure. I, you know, usually you don't want to water down your stack with a catcher. If you got a four man stack, you don't want one of them to be a catcher, but tonight's not a bad night to do that. I don't that mind. That might be an old question. I didn't mean to cut you off. That might be an old question, but Ionetta's not playing. Walters is playing oh, hell no. for the Colorado Fools. Well, it's the same, same scenario. You don't usually want to water down your stack with a catcher. You want your four good hitters, but I could take a catcher from Coors Field tonight for sure.
So now you say you're not going to play Hicks just because what's the point? There's 15 games and like, why are you being so cute? And that leads to this question, Giants lefty stack. Like, I'm just not going to play a pile of Giants with all these options out there. It's just such a bad route. Can it get there, I suppose, but uh, it's a no-go for me. Yeah, there's just so many options that I, I get it. I would probably just rather one off the best lefty in the lineup, and that's Belt. Just give me give me Belt on all kinds of lineups, and I think that'll be enough. I, I probably don't need to take a bunch of uh, Giants hitters. You're right. Any Freeman tonight? I like him. I just don't know. How, I don't know how much I'm going to get, but I like it. I'm not going to say no Freeman if the lineup builder throws me on a couple of Freeman. You know, then so be it. He's He's in my player pool. That's what I mean by that. I've already, I've limited my player pool at every position. He's still in there. So if the lineup builder sees fit to give me some Freeman, he's still in my player pool. Any love for La Stella? I don't like this price. That's my problem. Yeah, he's not a guy jumping off the radar to me. I assume he's leading. Well, we don't know the lineup just yet, but I presume he's going to be leading off. Your your favorite cheap punt play anywhere, any position. Your favorite cheap punt is a Kipnis. Outside of catcher, it is it is Jason Kipnis. Uh, let's see. Knocking them out. We're flying through. We're going to step aside in a minute or so. Uh, hey, Chop, tell us who's winning game two uh, as far as the NBA Finals. Dean, I, I had the thought when Kevin Durant went down that they're going to need Durant to win this title when they get to face a good team, and this is a good team. At some point, they need Durant back or they're not going to win this title. So I'm going to say Toronto is good enough to hold them off in game two at home. I think Toronto takes a 2-0 lead. Then I think we see the return of Durant and switches the series around. Uh, Durant, is he happy they lost game one? He, he, he would be super stoked to sit out this series and have him lose this series. I think he'd be, he's that, he's that vengeful. Uh, is Kansas more vengeful than John Wick, more or less? Ooh, you know, he's got to be more vengeful because he's got a burner. He's got millions in the bank, but he's got a burner account just to defend himself on Twitter. That's crazy. I saw John Wick. He beat up the spoiler alert. He beat up Bobon. Uh Kansas City stack? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. There's there's other stacks I'd rather play. Uh, Kipnis or Russell? I assume you prefer Kipnis, right? Yes, Kipnis. Kipnis for me. This is not gel, gel or hairspray in my hair. It's water because I desperately need a haircut. And I've been lazy about it. And I'll probably get one this weekend. So there's no product in here. Uh, no juices, no berries, no product. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's what they've been talking about my hair throughout the show. Chop, uh, anything else before you step aside? Here's one more for the road. How about this? Can you handle a twofer? Sure. I've I like one of these guys. Known, I've been known to take on a two, two at one time. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. I apologize. That we, was the alley oop. I knew you were going to show is beginning. This is a show just today just went off the rails with all this. It started with two things, free chat, and then it just it went from there. McMahon and Mazzara versus Nikki Lopez and Acuna. Give me the uh, Mazzara McMahon side. I like the Acuna side. I like Acuna. I think he bangs one out tonight. Chopper, anything else for the for the road for the people? No, we're good, Dean. Let's do this. Weekend is here, baby. Woo-hoo. Chop, enjoy, enjoy Deadwood. No spoilers, Chopper. There's some people out there that are going to watch. Guys, get to Twitter. Dean's got bad takes on ZZ Top, and he's got videos on uh, Big T and, and Stevie. You got to get there and check it out. My take on ZZ Top is I'm mostly indifferent to him, to be honest. I don't hate them. They're they're no good. I'm yeah. holding you to it. I'm getting on Twitter right now and letting everybody know. I'm not planting my flag in ZZ Top. He's Chop. I'm Dean. Enjoy your baseball tonight. We're out of here. Oh.